It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. I did it without yelling. That was better. It wasn't like obnoxiously bad. <laughs> Ever so slightly better. Yeah, I'd go edit it, but in two episodes it's going away. So. <laughs> New intro coming soon. Yeah. New intro under construction. It's episode 259. Episode 261 will uh, include the new intro, I think. Um, and I don't even know who the fuck's going to be on the show that week. Jeremy um, Pugh. Yeah, we don't like to introduce guests before they're here because sometimes, sometimes. they don't show He's up. He's super excited. He's like keeps emailing me. Don't so. jinx it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's going to show up for sure. So we'll see what happens. Um, also, no one knows who the fuck that is. So no one knows who Jeremy Pugh is. What What are you doing over there besides not using your headphones? She's being distracting. She's just vibing. She's dancing. I'm just going to fast forward that song from my watch here. <laughs> just kidding. I won't. I don't um, hear. I can't hear it anymore. Anyway. Uh, man, it's been a week. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, um, got a lot done this last weekend. It was Mother's Day. So yes, it was. Congratulations to the birth givers of the world. <laughs> um, I don't think it's the birth givers because there are people who don't give birth that are mothers to people uh to the maternal figures. so didn't you better? hear didn't you hear that thing the birth givers like that's what they wanted to change it to because not yeah, all but not everybody gave birth that, that is a mother yeah but not everyone that um is people that gave birth aren't just mothers i don't know right they, i get that but but everybody has a mother but but let me say this the holiday and the sentiment has nothing to do with the fucking person that bore you into this world. It has to do with the person who raised you from a maternal standpoint. Right. So Mother's Day is wholly appropriate. Especially because the word mothering off. doesn't have anything to do with gender. It just has to do with taking yeah. care of someone. So Everyone else can fuck off as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's fucking Mother's Day. It's not even a real goddamn holiday. Get over yourself. <laughs> we fucking made it up. Because it's the one day a year where guys are forced to like do something nice for a woman. Oh, you should tell your flowers story. Okay, so I go to fucking Harmon's on Mother's Day, like not really thinking it's Mother's Day because we kind of had like our Mother's Day the day before. We celebrated it early because Sean had to work and she's my only child in the state. So, um, so anyway, I I go there because I'm gonna pick up some groceries, and it was fucking packed at like noon. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I go inside, and then it hits me, because I walk in on the floral side of the store, where you walk in and it's all the floral stuff, like, right away. Yep. And, bam, I kid you not, at least two dozen men standing in the floral section trying to find a shitty plant to give to their fucking wife or their mom. (laughs) And it wasn't just men, as I continued my journey throughout the store to find a couple of things for dinner and and my sausage that I'm making this week, uh, I also see... uh, younger kids like julia's age buying stuff for their mom or their mother-in-law and in the candy aisle they're all finding candy that their mom like a candy bar that their mom would like with a thing of like three roses and a piece of candy that's mother's day <laughs> and all because i can you're limited think is, when you are good, just go to the grocery store look if you are fucking that's your mother's day for for your wife or your mom is to go buy some damn flowers and a candy bar that's not. That's on Mother's Day. You're obviously not a woman. 
You're a terrible fucking man. I don't know. I, I think I think it's not necessarily the gift, but the idea that they were doing it the day of. The day of at like noon, which means they didn't fucking like Mother's Day <laughs> should be one of those days where you let your wife sleep, you know, presumably a mother. You let your mother sleep uh, late into the, the morning. You take care of the kids first thing. You clean the house. You make breakfast. You make dinner. I mean, some guys are completely incapable of that. But you basically try to give them the day and show them appreciation. And showing them an appreciation isn't like, oh, at noon, I think I'm going to go to the groceries. Oh, honey, I got to go run to the store real quick to get some groceries. And magically and I came back station. with the present. Weird, I got some flowers, too, while I was there. Happy Mother's Day. And like, a lighter from the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a Slim Jim. <laughs> so, I don't... But, I, but of course, I'm like, you know, I'm the, the quintessential guy that most guys hate because I show them up. Like, I send brief flowers just because. It's been a little less during COVID because it's a little more awkward to send flowers to the ha- to the <laughs> house because she won't go answer the fucking door in the middle it's of the It's not that I don't go answer the door. It's that I forget that my phone's on silent and I don't realize somebody's ringing the doorbell. And so sending them to the house is a little more difficult. So I'll pick them up and bring them home randomly just because. But like when she's at work, like at the office, just send her flowers for no reason. And people at first, so because this has been going on for fuck, 10 years yeah, since she worked at the place she's at. And when it first started happening, they would be like, oh, what did he do? What's the occasion? Is it your birthday? She's like, no. He just sent me flowers because he thought I needed some flowers. They're like, that's going to wear off. (laughs) Still hasn't. Well, it has. (laughs) Oh, watch your mouth. (laughs) So my friend Karen, um, she loved to give Chris crap about it. Um, And if he went too long, in her opinion, without giving me flowers, she would say something. And so um, we were talking the other day. And he hadn't for a while. Like, it had been a while because we had talked about how weird it was to send him here. And so I mentioned it. And, like, he so he just sent me some. So the next time I called her, I was like, I got flowers. And he's she's like, no, I need a picture because I used to always send her the picture and stuff. So Speaking of flowers, uh, garden season's in full effect now garden officially, season, right? I am behind. It's after Mother's Day is the official word in Utah yeah. for planting. Like, like. Pretty much everything but tomatoes should and or could be in by now. Yeah, I don't give Ew, a shit. tomatoes. I don't give a shit about those. Tomatoes so I planted, bad. planted my entire garden, um, which has expanded this year. I planted a bunch of stuff. Um, and when I sow seeds, I probably don't do it like you should. I basically, like for carrots, I dig a little trench and I just pour the seeds in and then I cover it up and I hope something grows. <laughs> is that, I don't know if that's you can, appropriate. So you can, but what you want to do. You have to thin them out, right? thin them out as they start to come up like every other one or, or whatever when they're little. Just to, yeah. Otherwise you get the weird like Franken monster. Like the ones with legs and stuff. Carrots. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with the legged carrots. Or a that's penis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> penis carrots. Wow. I mean, people do stuff with carrots, I guess. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I, pr- I planted some spinach and some turnips and some radishes and snow peas and carrots and parsnips and um, a couple of cucumbers. One. Some berries. One singular hill of zucchini. So last year, I don't still too much. I got like two zucchini. I know. I don't. That was it. So this year, I'm going to plant them in a different spot. So I've got my potatoes, of course, peas are in. And then I did get over the weekend those green and i always blink they're like called sunshine or something those green squash that i oh yeah do that are like the 
that are like basically like a sweet potato. So I, I did, I do have some stuff planted, but with the wedding and all that's coming up, I've just, I've not had a chance. I haven't had a weekend free to do gardening. Yeah. Well, that's what I, so, and then also, so Saturday, cause I had to do broke it up quite a bit over the weekend. So Saturday I was like, I got to mow the lawn finally. And I got to get the water turned on because it's Because I was complaining about the lawn. Well, it's been so dry. Like, I really dislike turning the water on, but I don't have a choice. My backyard, it's not just brown. It's dying and getting turned into dirt. And the, so the weeds that grow in the dirt so the desert are all are taking, like, taking over yeah. the lawn. And it's like you can't put down any kind of like chemical or anything on the lawn when that happens because it'll just kill your grass instead. Uh, so... I've, I had to turn the water on, uh, but I mowed for the first time in forever and I get done with the front yard and I'm about halfway done with the backyard and, you know, I'm stopping the mow. The first mow of the season, I always take the clippings and throw them in the compost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I stop, go dump a bag of clippings, go back to the mower and go to pull the cord and the cord pulls about halfway and then stops. Just dead stop, like seized. I'm like, what the hell? And it doesn't go back in. And so I go to pull it again, and it's just, it's not moving. So I'm like, fuck, I gotta, maybe it's like jammed up in there, and I gotta take the thing off. So I go, I take, I get the, the socket wrench, I take off the, the housing, and I look down, uh, in it, and the cord's like not tangled at all, but I'm looking at it, and it's like shifted. So inside of a mower pull cord, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but there's basically like a tight coil of metal spun up, uh, around, um, it's just a piece of plastic, basically. Yeah, so it's when you pull it, that's what... Yeah, so when you pull it, the metal basically unwinds and like... Kind of like a tape measure, same concept. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So you pull it, and that's essentially what gets the motor running. That's what sparks the motor. Uh, but it had seized, and so as I take it off, and I'm like, well, maybe I can like unscrew it and adjust it, and I go to unscrew it a little bit, and it just exploded. The spring. Yeah. Well, and what had happened, it had sheared off like halfway across the thing, so it was done for. You can't really replace that easily, and that mower was a hand-me-down, so I finally bought it. wasn't it Bree's mom's old mower? It was Bree's mom's old mower. A few years ago. So I'm like, well, guess we got to get a new mower. So we went and got an electric mower. Um, Why not? Got another Bosch. Is that the green ones? Bosch? I think that's Bosch. Just be. Say, no, it's um, it's Bosch. God, it's not Bosch. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Ryobi. <laughs> it's elect. It's electric. It's Ryobi. It's electric. Dun, yes, dun, it's Ryobi. Dun. Uh, it's the same brand that we got the tiller. Oh yeah, Ryobi. Uh, Ryobi. Yeah, yeah. Ryobi. So I got the the mower, which um, because Home because De- Ryobi's Home Depot's is it? I think yeah, it's their signature uh, thing. Signature yeah. brand. I have no idea. I just got it. I like it. It seemed to cut grass pretty well. It's very different. It's very different from a uh, uh, a traditional gas mower. Um, is it as powerful? I think so. So, it, he, you know I don't mow, but he wanted me to feel, because we decided to get the self-propelled one. He said, feel it. Come feel it. So this. he's like, come feel how, how powerful it is. So he showed me how to do it. And like... The like, pro- it started to take off. The, like, the it propeller, was, it's, it's not. I was like, ah. So, with go. a traditional mower, the self propelling action is driven by the engine. Like, the actual motor yeah, that's got a turning belt, the blades. And it, and it, yeah, it grips the belt and then that turns the wheels. With the electric mower, it's just its, it's own just turning motor. the wheels. It's got its own, it's own, it's got motor. Its own motor. So, so when it you like pull took it, off. It takes a second to engage and then it just. And, like, if you're not holding on to it, the front end just goes. Whoop, Right up in the air because it's all back. It's the back wheels that power. Popping lawnmower wheels. <laughs> so uh, it's, but it, it's rear wheel, rear wheel it's drive. It's really quiet. Not a good thing to wheeling. 
It's really quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, you know. It was it, so, so funny because so Sean stayed the weekend, and I went upstairs to tell her that we were going to get a lawnmower because the lawnmower had broken, and then I went upstairs later to tell her that we were back when he started mowing, and you could like barely. It sounded like somebody far off somewhere in the neighborhood. It's very quiet. Was mowing the lawn. They had those. Um, Lawn mowers that are like the vacuums. Yes. Yeah, like the Roomba mowers. The Roomba, yeah. I thought about lawn. that. Is Except there, they're still pretty cool pricey. Well, until it hits a dead bird or a squirrel or a, a big no, pile fine. of shit. I mow over those. But does it does it does it work like the the Roomba? So it's like all this weird. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Broken rocks everywhere. I think they're actually pretty good, um, but they're still pretty pricey. I think so. I'm I'm out on the the Roomba mower for now. So hopefully this will last a while. That's my that's my goal. Uh, and then um, Saturday, I'm going to grill up some steaks for Brie for Mother's Sunday. Day. Sunday. And uh, my fucking stupid Weber smoke fire thing that my mom got me last year failed miserably again. Like, you get up to temperature. I put the steaks on. I go out to check on them, and it has decreased 150 degrees. I'm like, God damn it. That's too bad. Put itself out. You were so excited about that when you got it, but that thing. Well, because it's supposed to be really nice, and it smokes it too, and well, it's just. It was like literally, I have replaced every single part on the that only thing. thing that's still original is the actual outer. The shell. actual, just just the fucking steel drum. That's it. Everything else I have replaced that that, that runs that thing. So I'm like happy early Father's Day. We're gonna go get a grill because we're having folks over this weekend. And while it's fine, like this, he took the he brought the steaks in. He pan fried them in butter. They were melty. It was like going to a restaurant. So it the taste was still there, but, it's still but the it point. was just two people, and it was fine for me to sit there and wait for a second. When you've got a bunch of people over that you want to feed. It wasn't a second. It was 20 plus minutes. Right. But and it, I had to reheat the fries that I had made. Right. And it was Because we were having annoying. steak and frites. And it was just the two of us. And if it's any more than that, like, like what do I, what was I, what would I do if it did that with like fucking 15 burgers on it? Yeah. But, well, you got everybody over for a barbecue and, and sorry guys, yeah. I got to go finish these in the oven. Yeah. Like, mm, that's yummy. So I said, we're done. I, I told you if it failed one more time, I'm not, not putting up with it. I don't really so. want to, I don't really want to just spend the money. Cause it's like a really nice gift that my mom gave me and it's just a giant fucking waste. So of between the lawnmower and the barbecue, we've, but I'm going to throw this out there. If any of the listeners wants to buy that fucking Weber smoke fire, um, with all the shit I've dealt with, I'm willing to let it go for a very small amount of money. So, uh, send us a message, and I'll let you buy it before <laughs> I put it up on KSL. I'm going to try and get something out of it. Uh, like, like 100, 200 bucks, because like, no, it's really nice. Honestly, if uh, it's just like fucking brand new parts inside of it. It's had like four successful cooks on it. You can have all the old parts, too. He's kept it. It's just discouraging. Like I didn't hardly cook on it at all all winter because I just didn't want to fucking try and have it fail. And uh, normally, like I cook on the grill at least once a week. We cook all the time. In fact, for Mother's Day, that's what I did. I smoked mm-hmm. ribs because that's what Heather wanted. And then I also cooked steaks on the grill. Yeah. They were delicious. So anyway, uh, My steak that. was really, really good. So I don't want anybody to like think that I, I have I pan like seared it. and butter basted it. So, so it was delicious. like melting your mouth steak. But it's still the point. You get right. the grill yeah. already and go like, through all I didn't, that. And, like I could have done that on its own. Just done that. Like that would have been fine. But no. So. I was going to grill them. Anyway, it doesn't so matter. So he got his uh, Father's Day present, like, on Mother's Day, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Nice. I mean, we went yesterday. Not basically. But... I literally, yeah, I guess the day after Mother's Day. Nice. So fuck Mother's Day. It's on in my time. Um. 
Julia, you went to a farmer's market. They have those. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I went up to Ogden's uh, Gourmet Market. So it's a gourmet market, not a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. That's different. Sorry, I'm the one that put farmer's market. Fucking failure. On the notes. Because <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck's harvested already? It's only No, made. it was, it's like homemade goods. So it was like uh, banana bread and salsas and that kind of thing. And then it was at the Monarch. So all of the art, the little individual art studios were open. You could go through and see all the artists working on their stuff. And then yesterday i also went to the tulip festival festival and point mm-hmm, and the butterfly dome i don't remember what it's called but that was pretty cool yeah oh, that is tulip time i guess that is a really cool the tulip festival down at thanksgiving point's really cool it's it is just nice that things are kind of starting to open up again and i'm sure with restrictions but man it's been what like a year <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, almost exactly. I miss working in the hospital because they'd always give us tulips for... For tulip festival time? Mm-hmm. For spring? Yeah, we'd always get tulips. Here's some tulips. I just wanted it's to buy all the old ladies there that work and there. they didn't have any for sale. <laughs> they didn't have any tulips for sale at the I tulip I think festival? someone had cleared them out. Yeah. I'll just go find We also went there at the end of the day. Did so. you take... Did you just you should have just taken some fucking snippers with you? No. <laughs> just steal one of their fish you out walk. of the koi pond. I'll show you. Those koi are as big as my arm. <laughs> yeah, so then you could just fucking like hillbilly arm fish them. Oh They're yeah, the noodle. Noodle. Yep. Yeah, there are some 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 angry Canadian geese. Noodle, uh, Canadian geeses. I'd like to see Canadian you gooses. I'd like to see you noodle some koi at the uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, but uh, Thanksgiving. They, I'll show you. There were these two itty bitty little baby geese, and the dad was so territorial. You were just watching him chasing all sure the other geese around, and yeah, because the mom was with them. I don't know, maybe it's two moms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wow. was Mother's Day. <laughs> Who knows? I just no, know that like maybe no, one mom was watching all of the no, kids. No, it was just so funny watching like, him. Well, the flying dad, around and hissing at all the other geese and making all of them leave the entire pond. The, 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 the mother, mother geese are very, very protective. They're fucking viciously protective. They're mean. If you get mother's pretty much in all of the. Nah, most birds, like their fucking baby falls out of the nest or whatever. It's like, it's eh, gone. sucks to They suck. can't really pick them up. I have four more. Guess you shouldn't have fucking jumped out, dumbass. <laughs> That'll learn you. You're someone's fucking dinner now. That's how I keep that. Like what? Like that? The I don't know. That Whatever. reminds me when I we named our baby chickens shark bait and dinner, mm-hmm. and That's then good. Ebo got them like a week later. That's good names right there. Our next door neighbor, when they used to have chickens before the stupid other neighbors decided to turn them in for stupid reasons, they used to name theirs like, um, like uh, chicken a la king and Kiev. yeah chicken Which is Kiev funny you'll never and, eat those chickens no but like they they named them all different kinds of food dishes and you stuff. guys it's hilarious you guys don't name them they anymore, gave up naming chickens years ago yeah. they're all just chicken they all got older come here you well, stupid fucker these guys had chickens forever remember we used to complain about how they'd wash out the chicken coop and kill our lawn and then the people up the street didn't take care of their chickens and so then they called uh code enforcement on a dog that got to their chickens, which, hello, you didn't even have your chicken. You didn't even have a gate on your backyard. They just let the chickens free roam. And so the people came out to do the code enforcement and noticed our neighbors. No, that's not what happened. Yeah, it was. They pulled a permit. They tried to pull a permit to fix their chicken coop because it had a hole in it. 
No, somebody came in and said something about it. And then when they tried to pull the permit, it was because of the code enforcement. Code enforcement said, no, your chicken coop is too close to your neighbor's. And we were like, well, we don't care. And they didn't care. And so now it's just an empty. It's, like, it's The structure is still there. It's like all the pictures of Hawaii with the chickens. So the code enforcement people, when they tried to pull the, the permit to fix the chicken coop, said it's too close to the property and too close to your neighbor's like physical structure. You need to get there. Okay. They got our okay, but the neighbors on the other side wouldn't give it to them, even though the chickens aren't near They're them. They're on our side. But it doesn't matter. You have to get both of your adjacent neighbors okay, and the neighbors next to them are dicks. And so they didn't give them the okay. It was kind of cool because every once in a while, they mostly have like the ward kids take care of the chickens when they were gone. But there were, every once in a while, they'd ask us to if like it was maybe like a ward camp out or something. So there weren't any kids left or something. But And we got to keep all of the eggs that we... Nice. Leah got to eat a chicken. I'm just kidding. I never. No, but it was Uh, fun when we had. I I mean, I guess been you and Don because I literally never got asked to watch those chickens. It was. Um, when, when we had Leah, she would corner them in the the window wells, but she'd never like attack them. I'm kind of glad they're not here because if they were to fly over the fence now, Phoebe would would eat eat them. them. I know she would. She'd go after him. And I don't think she'd do it like maliciously, but she wants to play with everything that's in the yard. And birds, birds she, don't hang out in the yard when she goes smash outside. It. Yeah. It's, it's funny watching her. Like she'll go outside. Like she's just genuinely curious about all of them, but she's got such a high prey drive that like there's no slowly inching up to something. It's, it's full like, force. Hey, it's full force nose into it to smell it. And so like she comes outside, like running outside to go to the bathroom. And if she sees a bird on the left, like she just takes a hard left. <laughs> she doesn't stop to pee. She just goes hard left until the bird takes off and then she'll pee. And then she's like, dang it, they never stick around. Guess I'll go to the bathroom. So, worst chopper, he could go out there, the birds would fucking land on him, he wouldn't care. <laughs> Dog's old. They'd probably just, carry him away. He might not, he might they not might. even realize it. Sometimes, because I've seen, well, you guys, I showed you a picture of the fucking, like, the, the falcon or whatever, the hawk in my front oh, yard yeah, eating yeah, the yeah. bird. Like, that that would eat chopper. Like, that kind of away. bird could kill choppers. So, sometimes I see that, and I'm like, mm, maybe we shouldn't have him outside. But... He's but old, then he but, usually goes out with Phoebe. It's pretty rare that he's out there by himself, and I'm pretty sure a just, bird of prey wouldn't come down. He for just him. goes out there and stands and looks into nothingness, like he does <laughs> in the house now. Into so. the abyss. But Evo's at that same stage, right? Yeah, he's yep. beyond, he's actually past that stage. He's you were past saying that he's stage. He's getting down to skin and bones. Yep, weeks, if that. How much always. do you think he weighs? Maybe 20 pounds. He still weighs more than... So how no, you, Rocky's 13 pounds. So then he's got... And Evo weighs less than Rocky now. So Evo's probably about 9 or 10 pounds. So he weighs about as much as Choppy. So he's lost like two-thirds of his weight. Are, I mean, are you guys just not going to put him down? Like is, We're on the fence because he's not in pain. That you know of. That we know of. So so be just be aware, like, animals tolerate pain differently. Like my cat's jaw was pretty much gone and he'd still purr and cuddle up and stuff. And the vet was like, they tolerate pain differently, especially for humans. Like they want to, especially like dogs, they want to please their human. And so they want to do the same things that they've always done. Cuddle with you, be excited to see you. Don't give him a complex that he's fucking I'm just making his dog. Me know. Like they, I mean, we're aware and we're all, I, I get though that like with Maya's wedding coming up, Next you're week. probably hoping. So what day is the wedding? <laughs> next next Saturday. Well, Friday's no. the wedding, Saturday's the wedding. So Thursday? 
No, it's Hopefully two Saturdays, not, right? Because no. it's the 22nd. How about Saturday morning? Just like, <laughs> Maya, can you come to vote with us beforehand? That's fucked so, up. Sim, part oh my of, gosh, the 22nd is next Saturday. Yep. Yeah. So part of the problem is he's he hates the vet, and the last six months, the only time we put him in the car is to go to the vet. So we put him in the car, his anxiety kicks in, he gets really upset. So it's like, do we... I, put him in the car and just take him on a drive him and then come the back car. home. Just... Call the yeah, people. Yeah, but he's going to spend that whole drive thinking he's going to. Nah, the you just call the people we use. Yeah, that come in, or they come in to him. They anyway, the, the, the house, thing is, though, it's, it's not that much more expensive. The other thing is, it's come on so fast. Yeah, I mean, it's been like. Well, that's oh, what I'm saying because, like, I I saw him like a month ago when he was like was perfectly normal, fun. fat ass, can't get up the stairs because I'm <laughs> so fat, Ebo. Yep, yep. So I mean, this has all been like within the last week, week and a half. So it's not like this is, mm. but but we did take him in about two weeks ago when he was having the. Uh, UTI. They did put him on medication, and at that time, they did all, they did everything. They did X-rays. They did all of the exams. They did everything. And the vet came back and said he's he's at about sixty five percent kidney loss at this point. And he's like, "There's he's nothing we die. can." So do. it could be just that it's just been keeping just going time. down. Yeah. Well, hopefully he hangs on until that's burn. at least Maya's married, so she can cry after the wedding. I know that's part <laughs> of what she she's. Anyway, it's it's not a thing you can control no. other than No, but it's the same thing we did with Leah's. We we ha we got meds to keep her going until Kathy could come home from school and spend a little time with her before we put her so, down. Yeah, but like I said, it's been maybe a week and a half, two weeks and he's gone downhill that fast. That's wild. But yeah, he's lost most of his body weight. He doesn't eat. He drinks a little bit now and then. He can barely I, walk. I don't know. I'd be surprised. Mm. I don't want to like down. I'd be if he's lost that much weight because this is a thirty-pound dog that's down to below thirteen pounds in a couple weeks. That's yeah. You can, I mean, he's just skin and bones. You can see his. Mm. You uh, go ribs. to pet him. You feel his. Spine. Oh, he feels bones. Mm. That's weird. Poor sad. guy. His that's... eyes are all sunken in. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty sad. His face is teeny tiny skinny. Hmm. So, yeah. So you guys going to get another dog again? or I'm sure we will at some point. It's kind of that, though, in between. We'll Are you going to stick with the wiener dogs? Maybe. I I don't know. The smaller dogs, though, because they're easier for everyone. Everything. Yeah, to board. And... This one's not easy. Yeah. No. She's difficult. Well, the trouble is, is, is there's right only now while she's completely there's only the one out. friend that can take her, so we always have to get her boarded. That's all right. I like the people we board with. I do, too. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're going to get off that fucking depressing ass <laughs> conversation, which we'll probably have again <clears throat> in a week or two. <laughs> well, no matter what, I'm sure we'll be revisiting this subject Yeah, soon. sometime in the next month. And for then sure. after that, it'll probably be Chappie's turn. Uh, no tarot card tonight? You gave up on the tarot cards? We're doing cards? the... Yeah, so I I came over to Dad straight after work and didn't bring my deck with me. So I made you a little fortune teller, cootie catcher thing. That, I'm not doing this thing. I'm not fucking... Here, I'll do it. I'm not a seventh grader. So for you, you those of you that don't Utah know... Utah or podcast. New. For, for those of you that don't know what the cootie catcher thing is, it's not like four it's squared... It's like a fortune cookie like, thing. It's a fortune teller. It's... Uh, sometimes, sometimes they're it's traditionally different. made to hold spices on the table. What is that really? Yeah, why? How they? That's made why them? they're little bowls. So, so you but put they're your spices. But in they're it. not bowls. They're three. They're four sections. It's like, mm-hmm. what if you put ketchup in there? It would not hold <laughs> up. <laughs> That's a condiment. I was just gonna say. 
<laughs> Gosh, I was just going to say that was a condiment, not an herb. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's the thing that in middle school the girls would make and be like, oh, pick she'll, a color. She'll pick take a, a picture and post one, it on two, the three, four, sixteen. I said new, by the way. Oh, you're going to get married to Johnny. And have 20 kids. If it and says that mash. in there. And live in a trailer. Then I, no, that is mash. She's okay, right. so you wanted new? New. You need to do. E. W. Pick a number. Next, pick a number. Oh my gosh. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now pick a number again. Fifteen. Five. You will eat a dead bird. What the fuck? <laughs> what the You know, a dead bird fuck? is chicken. What the actual fuck? <laughs> like very much related to everything we've been talking about. Like if about. I walked oh, no. upstairs and had a piece of bar- barbecue chicken from the fridge, guess what I just did? I just ate a dead bird. All right, I'm going to do a daily tarot card. I'm just going to Google daily tarot card and see what it says. It's going to be the death card. <laughs> the Empress. Be ambitious today in a subtle way and meet with a lot of cooperation and goodwill. Your ambition does not have to be grandiose. Concentrate on small projects and sweep away a lot of loose ends and complete things that have been long lingering. Act and speak with authority and be fully respected. Do as much as you can today and don't look back. I feel like I should read these in the morning. Well, the problem with that one is like Outlook is having a universal error and you can't, I couldn't see my emails at the end of my day. So I left my day completely like hey, you did as undone. Much, you did as much as you could today. It says, do as much Literally. as you can today. <laughs> Don't look back. Don't even think about it. Just well, trudge forward. So then my boss sends out an email and he's like explaining what's happening and he says who who it's affecting. And then um, he's like, so if you can't read this, it's affecting you. And I'm like, dude, yeah, like, I my, could see it on my phone because it works in web browsers, just not on your like my, your desktop when app. We, when we first encountered it and we discovered it was a Microsoft issue today. My uh, my IT manager sent out thankful. I mean, like thinking affirmatively without asking, sent out a blast to everyone about the email, and then I sent him a message. I'm like, nobody can see that douche. Oh, uh, like you realize that like that's not the effective way to communicate a problem with email. So you can see subject line. So I could get it if you put in subject line Outlook having problems. Call me for details in the subject line because that's all you can see. You can see who it's from. You can see the subject line and you can see if there are attachments, but the body of the email looks blank. So like I typed an email just hoping that and then like sent it to my boss and to this insured because I needed to get it out. And I'm like, did it come through? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, did I make any spelling errors? Did I do anything? Dumb? He's like, no, it looks great. I'm like, this has been okay. Office Tech Talk with the Utah <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Uh, do we want to talk about potential events that are coming up this summer with COVID starting to lift? So I know we don't really do events, events, but I just found the fact that things are opening up worthy I, of we, talking. Do you think we're going to have a farmer's market? Um, yeah. Are we? Has it like, starts uh, June 1st in Salt they, Lake. Ha, has it officially, have they officially said it's going to start? I saw it on their website. They I looked were, it up like two days ago. They were trying to save it. Uh, it was not looking great last time I looked, so. Downtown Farmer's Market. So they're, 
so to go along with this, they are saying they're going to do Fan X. Yeah, I knew about that. Yeah, they've been announcing guests. I, I, I think that it'll be fine. It's in September. I think your your mass vaccination levels there. I suspect they'll have to cap entry uh, entrance. If it's as big as like the old Fan Xs, there's no effing way. Um, but yeah, they, they said they're going to try and do it. They have announced, uh, I think, the biggest guest. So they've got um, like some dude from Doctor Who. They've got Adam Savage from Mythbusters. But actually, the biggest get that, that they have so far and who's going to have probably the biggest uh, showing is, what's his fucking name? Misha Collins. Misha Collins, the guy who plays Castiel in Supernatural. Supernatural. That's a big get because the Supernatural guys, even Misha Collins, don't do fan conventions. Well, and the only reason they can now is because the show's off the air. But yeah, for like, I don't know how many ever fucking years that show was on the CW. 16? Yeah, a long time. I think it was like... They only did... The only conventions they did were the supernatural specific, yeah. like fandom convention, just the specific one. They didn't do any other conventions, and so that's a big get. And I'm, I'm curious if they're if they're shooting to get uh, the other two or not, because they would be really big. I'm assuming it'll be limited numbers and all that fun stuff, but... But the, I haven't really heard. I mean, they're, they've been announcing they, and announcing they like artists and yeah, they haven't said um, on limitations. And I think in part because they don't know. That's true. It's Sept- September is quite a ways away. Still, it's four months away, and a lot de- could change depending on where the state's vaccinated and what level we're at. And if and there's been another surge, or if we get a weird variant that's fucking filling the hospitals, so. Uh, there's a lot to be seen. I like RSL games. They're at ten thousand fans, um, and and uh, they actually let us eat and drink in the stands, which it equates so they to less mask wearing. Well, it's dumb because they had like these designated eating areas where the tables might have been six feet apart. But when you're standing at it, you're not six feet from nah, anybody. There's no fucking way those So there's like a six whole bunch of group of people that they've got all smushed uh-uh. together without their masks on. There's they're no eating. way those tables were six feet apart. I could touch two of them like at I the said, same time. Maybe I was trying to give benefit of the doubt, but I'm yeah, not. it was it, stupid. It was dumb. Where you're sitting in the stands and you're easily six feet apart, in theory, from the people that are next to you because they spaced out the fans. But you can tell. They gave a lot more tickets on the west side of the stadium or the east side of the stadium uh, than the west side because that's where all the cameras get pointed. Oh, And gotcha. so the west side of the stadium, which is where all the suites are, very, very empty. Um, but the east side has quite a few more people. So even though they're half capacity, it's not really as spread out as it probably should be. Well, so like if we were to sit in the seats that they assigned us instead of our season ticket holder seats, we'd be right in front of and right and back of people we don't like they're not part of our group but where we sit now we're not by anybody we're literally like five seats away from in every direction yeah so uh and there are a bunch of concerts being announced um they're coming real fast like that big one garth brooks Brooks, and uh july 17th at rice eccles it's already sold out i think um there's uh um Eric Church, whoever that is, and Vivint. No one gives a shit about that. Eric one. Church is good looking. I have no idea who that uh, is. But there's also, Vivint's got a lineup of uh, Justin Bieber. They've got uh, JoJo Siwa, Alan Jackson, Celine Dion, uh, Luke Combs. Oh, a Michael Bublé. Heather had tickets to those like two years, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of. Slowly uh, going to get to go. Bunch of impractical jokers in October at Vivint. Oh, um, nice. They'll draw a big crowd. Um, 
And yeah. Eccles, they've announced the weekend in 2022. People coming up for Eccles. The weekend is coming. What? But it's only Tuesday. <laughs> you're dumb. See, that's what your clip should be. <laughs> you're so dumb. And then the off-Broadway stuff. So the off-Broadway version of Hamilton, Mean Girls, Jesus Christ Superstar, Trying the Chocolate Factory. Jesus Christ. For the end of the year going into next year. Yeah, there's um uh Eccles Theater has a few things coming. Um the Maverick Center has got uh Foreigner. Yeah, man. Frozen is coming. Hey, look, Sister Anastasia. 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 Sister Christian Foreigner. Is that the the Foreigner song Sister Christian? Sister Christian. That's Foreigner, the right? Time has come. Jeff Dunham's coming I'm not sure. to the Maverick Jeff Center. Jeff Jeff uh, Santana's coming to USANA. Yeah. Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Neil deGrasse Tyson? You guys skipped over Neil deGrasse Tyson? I sure did. What, um, where's the Goo Goo Dolls and the Backstreet Boys. Oh, Some but, Lindsay Sterling, but she's from Utah, so we yeah. should get her I, on the show. Oh, I will tell you, Santana, Earth, Wind, and Fire would be, would be a really great show to go see. Make a death. Kiss. Kiss if they're God still damn. alive. Yeah, I don't know the Doobie Brothers. They're still alive. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Uh, but Bravo Hall. Oh my God! Cool and the gang are they still together? Like what the hell? Apparently, it's, that doesn't say it's a one-time. The Temptations show. aren't they all dead? To a con, they've announced their October November lineup with we three. Got some Maroon Five. The Deer Valley Music Festival has a bunch of really old people bands. The Beach Boys. The 1812 Overture. The Little River Band. The Beach Boys. Like that is fucking like 70 year old Central. Don't go there. Because that's where COVID's going to be killing Patriotic people. Patriotic Pops featuring Kapatha Jenkins. But anyway, there's there's a lot of concerts getting announced, uh, a lot of tours kind of resuming. Um, so pay attention. I'm sure tickets will be a little bit more limited than normal. I don't think they're going to be doing 20,000 people in the early shows, but by the end of the year, maybe they are in the arenas. Who we're, knows? S- we're starting a new uh, a new thing on the show, and it's called... Dun, 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 dun. When is Jeremy getting vaccinated? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's soon. That's a, <laughs> soon. Right. Dude, just go get fucking vaccinated. They've opened it up to everybody. You just walk in. The reason stuff hasn't opened up yet. <laughs> you are, are you a Republican? Are you a closeted Republican? You should move to Utah County, sir. Yes. I'm almost there at Riverton. I'm you, just like, I mean, you really are close. Is that why? Is the, it just like leaking over the mountain? The, it, the rubbing on me. That's gross. <laughs> Seriously, dude. I'm checking in every week now, and I'm going to like publicly shame you, because all you have to do is literally Has, walk on, somewhere and get on. it. In fact... Hey, stop. No, stop. I'm talking. Has Heather gotten vaccinated? Nope. <sighs> Nobody Christ. has but me and the family. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? They're lazy. I don't think it's don't laziness. Tell me, don't tell me you're afraid of autism, Jeremy. I already have it, so it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> literally, I had to take Sean to get some some medication at Walgreens. And while we were there, she's like, oh, are you vaccinated? Because we have some extras. And you're still not vaccinated? They're doing it like Smiths. Yeah, they're like fucking paying people right now. They do it everywhere. You can get free You donuts. can get a free donut every day if you get if vaccinated. If you get vaccinated. At Krispy Kreme for the rest of the year. Yeah. You could the longer you put it off, the fewer donuts you get. I know how fucking often you get coffee and pastries from nearby businesses. Oh, and Pfizer is actually opening it to 12 to 16 now, so... Yes, the FDA has approved it for that. For so. Pfizer only. What's the age group right now, though, in general? Like 18 plus? And it's 16 no, and up. It's, yeah, 16, 16 and up. up. Mm-hmm. And 
and starting, I think, next Monday, it's 12 and up. For Pfizer. For Pfizer. The other two haven't been uh, authorized by the FDA for that well, yet. Yeah. Pfizer's the only one that's also, been 16 to 18. None of the others were authorized for anybody younger than 18. So now they're also authorized for And 12. you can get all this information if you Google it. But one thing they won't tell you is with Johnson & Johnson, you get free blood clots as well. You do not. <laughs> Fewer women got blood clots from that than they do from birth control. And women take birth control all the freaking time. So chill out. I'm just saying. Just saying. Free blood clots. Statistically, blood clots. that many women were going to get blood clots in that time anyways. That's true. Like, hey, Julie's got it with Free me. blood clots for every 300th person. That they, yeah. that they stopped. More like three million. Yes. Yeah, that they stopped it was ridiculous that. because if if everything, if they stopped everything that gave women blood clots, we wouldn't be able to take any medication. They, they stopped it as a precaution to like. You, I know, because you're, you're white mansplaining it to me, dude. I'm white mansplaining it to everyone because here's the thing: birth control went through ten fucking years of clinical trials and before it still the still screws people I know, up. Before the FDA authorized it, it went through probably five to ten years of clinical trials where the FDA said, "Okay, that's an acceptable amount of risk." The Johnson and Johnson vaccine went through three months of clinical trials, and the FDA went. Yeah, it seems good enough to fucking go out there. And then when you have eight people show up, like in short order, getting I a vaccine with blood clots, no, it was eight at the it initial outset. But it doesn't matter. It's a big enough pattern, especially in one region, to go. Okay, let's let's just stop and let's look at the data real quick There's, to see if this is a, a concern. Is your concern as low, low as my concern about? Yeah. See, I bet you. There's almost, always going to be the person that has the weird. Effect yeah. to everything. Look, Anything. let me tell you what. I've seen enough prescription drug commercials to tell you every drug can kill you. <laughs> Truth. And if you are allergic to the well, Johnson you know and what? Johnson vaccine, in ten years you you'll see a commercial. It. If you had the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, <laughs> you could be entitled to compensation. <laughs> or you just are a woman, and you just know that the drug that you're taking probably you had, wasn't tested on women. It was only tested on men, and so every single side if effect. If you had a hip you. or knee implant made out of cobalt. <laughs> Who decided cobalt was a if great you, idea? If if you had a wire mesh implant, my mom. Ow. Yeah, I actually have a wire mesh implant, but mine was not part of the recall. Yeah, that's uh, that happens, man. It happens, but I get a few years. It's it's definitely. So go get that one. It's definitely. I think it made sense to pause and assess, uh, and they open it back up. It wasn't paused for that long. But when you see something like that, that that in something so untested, you want to make sure that it's not a bigger issue. That's all they were doing. To just I know. Did you I'm just telling you. Every woman out there went. This is not a big the deal. The TikTok where the one neighbor is coming home with his groceries and he looks over at the other and waves and he turns around and he's got a third eye. Yes. He's like, oh, Pfizer, Pfizer, and then the other guy holds up his tail. AstraZeneca, and, like, oh. and then they talk about the Johnson Johnson. And they go, they go Johnson and Johnson, and look over at the other neighbor and he's like on the lawn, like. Doing this spaz Tweaking up out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. As- also, like AstraZeneca, all these countries approved it, but the FDA did not. And then they all fucking pulled it because it's full of all kinds of problems. Because I feel like the FDA did a really good job checking what they gave to us. Well, uh, with us uh, this episode, we have uh, Michael Bangeter from the Response Center uh, for... No, it- he's 
with Mytrex. He's the response center yeah, director. Yeah, response center I director for Mytrex now. Someone I did, I think. <laughs> I, was, I think was, I actually copied and pasted it out of the calendar when I was making yeah. the show. I sat there for two weeks looking at it in my phone, knowing I probably should have corrected it, so but I didn't. He's the response center director. You're the response center director for it's Mytrex personal response system. Yeah, yeah. Mytrex is a Utah company. We're a, a manufacturer and a medical alarm monitoring company so we so life alert style yeah, that's that, what everyone would know probably yep. i have fallen and i can't get up that's exactly <laughs> what we hear all day long <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so are you banker as in the banker family um no my i think we're all related somehow but i don't i didn't ever know governor banker it's yeah. Utah. Everyone here is related. <laughs> Everyone's so, related well, somehow. Asking, yeah, no. I, I mean, I grew up, every teacher I ever had was like, like the highway? I'm like, yeah, like the highway. Sure. Yep. So original. Just like well, the yeah, highway. Gates, <laughs> guess what we get all the time. You related Bill? to Bill Gates? Bill Gates? <laughs> no, like, well, not even remotely. The thing so is, uh, like inside of Utah, Bangator would be... Um, easy to spell for anyone because it's a difficult word, but it's... It's everywhere. Because it's not bangeter, it's bangerter. Right. And so people, people probably spell it correctly in Utah, but you get outside of the estate of Utah and they don't fucking spell it wrong, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you call a call center and it's always wrong. They're, I don't know. It doesn't seem yeah. like that hard for me, but I don't mind either. But that's also how you know you're getting a telemarketer. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's for me, because my first name's so long, is Christoph there? Nope. No one here by that name. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I get Hollingswoe or Hollingswort yeah. because the H will get cut off. Yeah. No, nope, don't know who That's that is. So funny. Sorry. I was so blessed. I was so blessed with an easy, easy. default spelling. You don't have to guess name. What's your middle name, sure. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. That's Normal a, spelling. Yeah. <laughs> I gave my kids names so long they have more oh, letters than it. the alphabet. They hate it. They're like, we have the longest name of anyone in our class. I said, well, then you better find somebody that has a short name and marry him and take on that name. <laughs> so <laughs> so our, our youngest daughter, whose name is Chantel Bailey Hollingsworth. But it's Bailey spelled weird because yeah. I'm weird. Because uh, you're from Utah. <laughs> that's what you have to do yeah. in Utah. No, that's rules. Right. No, because we have a friend named Lee. And I like the Lee, L-E-I-G-H. I think it looks cool. That's what every Utah so. mom says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Mackenzie, but with a star and a Z in it somewhere. Star. And two S's a and a silent and a, Y. And a seven. And a seven. And a dash. I like Mac and then Kenzie. Because my uncle named Mac is who my daughter's named after. So it's Mac and then Enzy. We're not even going to put the K in Mac it. Mac and Z. Mac Enzy. And it's just an N and a Z. Mac and Z. Mac and Z. <laughs> I think the worst one I've heard is Absidy. A, a B, C, D, E. And it's become popular. Or how and about Ladasha? Ladasha. L A dash A. Ladasha. That one's bad. Yeah. yeah. That's a real, those are real things. It's rough. Your parents are fucking horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> I think your I parents, might like them. Your parents are nice. They named you a normal fucking name, Michael. <laughs> that's right. It's generic. That's my, for sure. Michael's, that's my middle name. So Michael is a good name. It's my middle name. I don't go by it. That's everyone's ever. middle name. No, it's not. Unless it's Marie, which yeah. is what my yeah. middle name is. Yeah, it's always my mom and my sister, my sister and like three too. of my aunts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of uh, parents and, and, and birth, when, what month were you born? January. And April. Yeah. Hmm. January 30th. So, you're, so you were conceived in April. Mother's Day. Brother, don't you? Oh. Do you have an older brother or sister? 
Uh, I have a lot. I have, I have four. So I have we know what your mom got from Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that the, the falls in line with it, right? You're right. <laughs> it's pretty much spot on. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Day of Conception I'm glad you me. really liked your gifts. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> now that's all you're going to think about next year on Mother's Day? Like... If, if I, I go, if I even show up now, do I get her a bottle of KY right. I'm a Valentine's baby, it's okay. <laughs> oh, uh, so you were born here in Utah then? Yes. Yep. With a name like Bangator, I would assume it. Born, <laughs> born and raised. With yeah, a name like Smuckers. <laughs> uh, and uh, so where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in South Jordan. Um my parents lived there. I grew up in one house. We never moved or anything. So, yeah, right here. Like storybook life of a Mormon. Yeah. One house, South <laughs> Jordan, 15 siblings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> how many How many brothers and sisters? There are six of us total, me including. Are so you the youngest? Second to youngest. So you're one of those middle children. Yeah. I don't know. Does it count when there's that many? I don't know. I think the middle are better than the youngest and oldest, though. So the oldest has to take on all the responsibility, gets blamed for everything, is responsible for everything, uh, sets the bar, um, doesn't get a whole lot of shit, but everything is new because no one has it for hand-me-downs. By the, by the second to last child, you fucking have nothing but hand-me-downs. All the way through school, you've got four. In your case, four older siblings that went to. If you're in the same house, went to the same schools, and so the teachers are like, "God damn it, another one!" Did you snow by your first day of school outfit every no, year. No, luckily I followed my two sisters, which were they were angels. So by the time I walked in, they the had teacher, forgotten your oldest brother. The te- yeah, exactly. The teachers were like, "Oh, a bangeter, Michael. Hope he's related to them." But then, like three weeks in, they're like, "Get the hell out of my class! Get out! Fuck! I remember what the older brother done? now." <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, they, and the baby, the baby gets everything. Are they you? Want. Po- why are you pointing at me? I'm You're an only child. Because you basically get everything you want too. Still, do. not basically. Yeah, yeah, she does. You That's just true. do. Well, I, we were talking about this the other day because <clears throat> there are some st- very stereotypical things about your position of birth, but my kids don't follow them. And I said it's because I'm an only child, and I didn't know how to raise them as like oldest and youngest. So I raised them as like mini. Only children. Nah, but they still they still have the same thing. So, for instance, our oldest, Cassie, when she wanted to drive, she took out a loan with her grandpa, and she bought her own car, and she paid for her own car. And she, when she first went to high school, before she had her own car... She took the bus. She took the bus home. Like, we would drive her to school. She took tracks... And we're not talking a school bus. We're, like, public tracks transportation. Tracks and, and public transportation home from Draper out to Kearns. Uh, and, you know, she got her first cell phone... When she was in high school, like in ninth grade, uh, because she was going to be on public transportation and nowhere near safety. a phone. And yeah, so sure. it was a safety measure more than anything. Sean got her first phone uh, when uh, basically the same time, like I think a year later, <laughs> to which her older sister was pissed because <laughs> she didn't have to wait as long. When Sean got to high school, her older sister had to drive her to school and drive her home. Which she was pissed about because she, she said she should still have to take oh, the she, bus. She fought so hard. Like I just, I'm like, I'm not. I said I'm not paying for a bus pass and shit for like, her. We pay we for your drive, gas. Like, we pay for your insurance. You can take your sister to and from school. 
I can I I relate because I had a younger brother only two years younger than me, and yeah, he got a cell phone the same time I did. Yeah. In in I was in ninth grade, he was in seventh, so See? I was it's not ticked. fair. No, it's not. She so had to wait longer. And the youngest, I wanted the flip phone. When she got her first car, it was her sister's hand me down that she didn't pay a dime for, and the second car she drove was her hand me down that she didn't pay a dime for. <laughs> so. Truth. It's uh, that's that's how it's that's how it's gone for uh, the youngest. So yeah, but I meant like personality and stuff wise. Like I don't see those same. They they don't track like that. I feel like Sean has become. Yeah, she's a little bit more more of more of an of an adult child, and and Cassie has more younger child. But one of them still comes to see you and talks to you more frequently than the other because she lives in the same state that I do. <laughs> but talking to you has nothing to do with how far close she lives. Truth. So there's you are so sidetracked. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We should get back to this guy. So you grew up, went to the same schools. Uh, did you go to college? A little bit. A little Your bit mom of college. Went to college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kip. <laughs> she did actually. Rick's College, of course. Nice. Yeah, up in Idaho. Hey, that's, where yeah. my that's where my ex-husband went. Yeah, BYU Idaho. Rick's College, yep. man. Yep. A lot of people go to school there. Oh yeah, a lot of people go to school there. And it was inexpensive I, I mean, it's fairly, and yeah, out of state. Uh, it's, it's fairly cheap. Uh, well, it's not cheap. No, but not anymore. <laughs> comparatively None speaking, it can cheap. be. <laughs> yeah, cheap's the wrong word. It's cheaper than other I, universities. I always looked at we'll it as people <laughs> who wanted to go to BYU but couldn't afford it or get in. No, they I was went to say UVU. It's just the edgy BYU. No, those those people went to Utah Valley. Oh, that's the edgy. That's the one. Oh, that's yeah. the Utah Valley was the school that the kids that couldn't quite get into BYU would go to first because it was a community <laughs> college for a long time. I had no desire to go to BYU. Yeah. <laughs> Utah Valley's huge now, though. It's the second, second biggest, uh, and, the, and the biggest is Weber. Oh, that's Weber has the and and Weber's a huge commuter school. I was going to yeah. say they have a hundred percent acceptance yeah, rate. Yeah, well, they don't. They don't. Because uh, it's, a, it's they don't uh, open, enro- open enrollment. Well, it's an open enrollment. School. Yeah, and then we have problems with the students every year. <laughs> do, do you so. go to Weber? Uh, I've been going. Oh, I didn't yet. know that. Yeah, I did I, not know that. I moved back. To, uh, I moved down here in like January, like a week before I started my job. Okay. So cool. Yeah, and it's like forty thousand ish, I think, is their student body. But it's all. It's it's like a gigantic community college. It is yep. it is all open enrollment, yeah. four year university. But my husband went to Weber for I think two semesters before I met him. He loved it there, though. I've heard that it's really good. My my oldest daughter was thinking about going there. She ended up going to SUU. So attract well, attract well. She just doesn't do well with big big places because she grew up in a the parochial school system. So like her classes were super super small and when she was walking onto those big campuses she's just like i can't do this yeah weeper has a smaller campus than most in utah because you can get from one end to the other from walking you know right. between yeah. your classes but the student body like mm-hmm. you, Lots of it's over it's overwhelming to her to have that many people coming out like so let's let's get back to let's get back to you so the 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 place that you work for um uh, Miratex, that's a family company, a family-run company? Yeah, yep, it is. Um, and that that way you pronounce Mitrex. it is what we get all the time. So that's hilarious. No, it's written right. Um, what are you no, doing? No, that's right. It is Mitrex. Don't, Mitrex. Don't do that. Not, <laughs> She's writing it down. <laughs> it won't matter. She's doing the write-up that's this so week. so funny. It'll, it'll be fine, Steve. I'll get it right. 
Um, to know how to pronounce it. <laughs> that's, that's funny, though, because that's how everyone wants to pronounce well, it for some reason. I don't know. I said funny. my tricks. I don't think I'd ever heard it pronounced. Uh, I think it's just because the human brain will transpose the R and I thought it was like Meyer so Tech easily. for the first little bit. Meyer Tech. Yeah. I just, so it's a, no. But it's a family business? My, it my it is. Yeah. My dad started it in 1986. Oh wow! So it's been wow. a minute. Yeah, before I was born, that's for so, sure. Yeah, so you definitely weren't around when Bangor was governor. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I wasn't. He, well, was he I like, wasn't. Uh, it was a pretty big hint when he the... said that everybody likened him to the highway <laughs> because the highway didn't exist oh, when we true. were born. That's true. Because governor, that... he was in governor in like the mid to late eighties through Something the early nineties, like I think. Right. I'm going to be completely honest. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> clue. <laughs> Well, so. you know, you're on a show about Utah. I like to look up facts. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, 1985 to 1993. That's when he was okay. governor. See, he was governor when I graduated from high school. Norm Bangeter. Yep. Norman. I, I know Norm. his name. That's it. I was going to say, when I graduated from high school. Stormin Norman Bangeter, what they used to call him. <laughs> that's what the boys used to call him. <laughs> that is not. Stormin no, Norman. That's not. I'm sure of Different it. Norman. <laughs> Different Norman. <laughs> so, so why did he get into? I mean, that's a like eighty six is a like that's early to get into a business like that. Yeah, right? it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting story of how it all started. Um, and I've only heard it um like several thousand times. I was just so gonna say, <laughs> I'll repeat it to you. <laughs> he can probably do it the exact same way his dad my, tells it too. Right? <laughs> um, my dad's an electrical engineer. Actually, he did, he he actually has zero bones in his body that has to do with entrepreneurial business management. He's a hundred percent usually the smartest guy in the room in terms of of what's happening in terms of technology and electronics and things like that. But so he was finishing a degree at the university of Utah in his engineering degree, and he needed a master's or a thesis or something like that, a project, a senior project of some sort. And, uh, his emphasis, I guess on in college was, uh, something to do with ultrasound, um, something like that, which has nothing to do with, <clears throat> with personal emergency response systems. Um, but what happened was his brother-in-law, I think it was his brother-in-law, said something about um, there's this there's this article in Reader's Digest that you should read and come up with something to solve the problem. So what happened is, is there's this article in Reader's Digest sometime in the 80s, 84 or something, 85. And that was like that was like one of the height timings for Reader's <clears throat> Digest. So was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember my grandma. Uh, like Reader's Digest. That was like the peak it. of its subscription. And then she'd buy the Reader's Digest like Christmas book, and then she'd get the Reader's Digest wow. like <laughs> garden compost. I mean, Reader's Digest had one of the biggest subscription bases of any uh, magazine periodical, period. Interesting. It's still big. a good resource and if you're going to go back. Booklets. So it still exists. Uh, it was the Reddit oh, you mean, of their oh, you time. Oh, you, you mean previous copies. <laughs> yeah, I, I like see. if you're going to do Reddit of its time. That's right. The Reddit. It's true. So this this Reader's Digest article, I guess, described it was an article about a man in California who had fall he had had a stroke and fallen in his home, and this was actually before the nine one one system was was nationwide. It might not have even even existed at all. No, it still existed back then. So he he knocked his phone off the receiver and dialed oh. zero and got an operator, not nine one one. And at that time, they couldn't they didn't know where you were, so. At some point during the call, the operator discovered that he was non-vocal. He wasn't able to respond with his voice. So she started asking yes or no questions, which is actually the title of the article, which is Tap Once for Yes. Um, so she kept asking him 
she spent three hours on the phone with him, <sighs> narrowing down blocks of the city that he was in. Tap once for yes, tap two for no. Eventually, they got him help, and uh, what they ended up, what my dad decided to do was, I there, it'd be so easy to create a small button that's the size of. Back then, it was probably. A deck of cards. Yeah, <laughs> bigger. No, it's bigger. I've seen the first one. It wouldn't fit in your pocket. The size of the, <laughs> the giant remote iPhone. control back then. The size of a remote. Oh, those yeah. were huge. Those yeah. were giant. And the, yep. the corded one. Yeah, the cord that's, that's that connects oh, yeah. to the TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It was big. I've seen it. Um, but yeah, they um, he he came up with it and they started selling it. Um, it was it was big and clunky and it didn't actually have a human interaction aspect to it. So what he had actually designed was an automatic dialer that would come off hook in the customer's home and then dial a list of pre-programmed phone So was it like a, an electronic device that like lifted the receiver a little bit? No, it plugged directly into the phone line. So it didn't it didn't do anything with their telephone. So it was like a pass-through like from yeah. the phone line to the device. The device cool. To the phone yeah. And they still do that. And so what that device did is it just called and played a pre-recorded message saying, hey, John, it's, it's Dorothy. I pushed my emergency button. Push one if you can come over. And if they pushed one, then it stopped calling. If they didn't, then it would keep calling down oh, the list. Cool. So it didn't actually. So it I didn't. Have just it a didn't. Dial list. Yeah, the the job that Julie and I have did was not involved in that. It wasn't. There wasn't a human aspect. That's to a, it. But still, that's a. I mean, that's a pretty interesting. Pretty big improvement to, to because this, knocking your phone off and well, because right. the early '80s touchtone phones. I was going to say early just, '80s. We still had a rotary. Yeah, it was phone all still house. mostly rotary. Like touchtone wasn't a thing. My right. grandparents got a button phone but their thing was still set to rotary and so you when you dial you still had to wait for all the clicks yeah i remember because my grandma and my grandparents had rotary phones in their homes and that's what we had when i was a kid yeah that's what we had a rotary phone i don't know that we ever had one in our house but my grandparents and then my my grandparents eventually got one of the phones that was like the rotary but could also be touch tone and so like you would still have to go nine and drag it all the way around but it would go beep you have to wait because <laughs> they were used the to the, the the way that it functioned. But yeah. yeah, that's funny. I think rotary dial phones are kind of fun. I mean, yeah, not practical, for, and yeah, I'd probably then, get sick of it. But well, like that, back then, you didn't do the area code first. No, and for a while, phone numbers were only five digits, and so you didn't have to dial as many. Fucking really expensive. Or like my when my mom was a kid, she still, they still had the party line, and so you'd have to call and. Like, to so, announce yourself. Moral of that story is to improve on that <laughs> is a big deal. Yeah. So, um, what that that's a pretty interesting story of how he decided to get into that business is just saw a problem and found a solution. So, how did yeah. it how did it morph? Then at that point, was he like, okay, well, now I've got this company, I'll do something with it. Yeah. So for a long time, it was just him. For maybe two or three years, he was the only employee, and he also manufactured them as well himself too. And then eventually it started getting a bit more popular um, and they did eventually decide, I think sometime in the 90s, like 90 or 91, they decided to invent the response center, which is the monitoring center portion of it. So instead of everything happening inside the home, the device transmits a signal to an outside party saying this person may need help. And, and that's where it started evolving because... At that point, there started becoming more business opportunity because instead of selling a device one time, he was selling a device and a service and a service. So it started becoming more of a profit because he was, I mean, 
He didn't. He didn't take a paycheck until like I think I want to say like 1997 or eight or nine yeah. even. So well, that's. A, I mean, that's <laughs> an interesting concept that a lot of people don't think about in 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 business until they're already doing it. Like you can sell, and I think that's why the American economy in particular has shifted to such a service oriented economy. Is you can buy a widget. But that's a one-time acquisition. Like, that's a one-time transaction for a company. And so, while you may build brand loyalty, and the next time they need that widget, they buy the widget from you. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's their interaction with you. And there's no long-term commitment or, or revenue stream other than that. Right. So, figuring out how to create revenue streams. A service, yeah. Yeah, a recurring revenue stream, no less, which yeah. is which is great. But To the point where the device itself is actually given away for next to nothing. It's yeah. secondary to the service. the service. Yeah, most of the the industry supports a model that they usually do not pay anything for the device itself. It's all the fee that goes along with it. So, and how does that, I mean, so fast forward to now, I mean, you, you've created the service, or you, your dad did. Um, you know, you have a call center. The Obviously, the te- technology now is not hard for people to grasp, I think, in, in the year 2021. If you don't understand how, like, an emergency response bracelet works. Um, Go back to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know how to it, explain it. You, no, you're you know. right. You, you're right on. You push a button. It's like a little remote <laughs> control. And someone comes on over an intercom in your house asking if you need help. And That's you right. talk to them. And That's now right. they have the intercom on the button. Some of them on do, yeah. Some or, do, yeah. yeah. So, and and... I mean, now with cell service, like, I, I think that's a lot of them now are also not tied to a phone line because a lot of people don't even have phone lines. The, so, Yeah. In the last three years, because we manufacture a landline-based system and a cellular-based system, and then the last three years, it's it's 90% cellular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, people are, even, even elderly people are ditching their landlines. So. Yeah, because they're just, there's no point. There's right. no point in having it. It's not mobile. Um, you know, if you're old and you have a cell phone and you walk to your neighbor's house and fall down on the sidewalk outside, like your landline does you no good. But if you have a cell phone, right, totally, you know, wherever you're at and you're able to plus long home. distance is an extra plus they can't <laughs> cut your cell phone line Truth. when burglars try to burglarize your house <laughs> Bur- right, that's burglars right. did you just say burglars yep hamburglars <laughs> <laughs> uh so so you guys have this this business now and are, are you a response center just for the devices that you guys sell and 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 manufacture so actually the the main part of our business is actually we're a wholesale um manufacturer so there are about, I don't, I don't even know, probably a thousand different alarm companies throughout the world that buy our product and label it with their own logo on it. Um, and our monitoring center, where Julie and I work, which is the best part of the company, in my opinion. Um, That's good if you're is, like the boss for that area. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, part, no, it's I'll, like the I'll shittiest explain. part of the company, but I'm the boss. So. No, it, I'll explain why it's my favorite part and why I was always drawn to it and why I ended up there, but... But it, what I was going to say is it's it's a small portion of our business because most of those alarm companies have their own call Response centers. centers so, yeah. um, and we don't really do a, a direct, like, to consumer marketing. We, we prefer them to go to our, like, we call them our dealers. It's much easier to do B2B. Yeah, it is. <laughs> B2C business is. is brutal. So, so. so that's kind of how that works. Um, the... The monitoring center is, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I, I always wanted to be a dispatcher and I started working uh, for Mitrex when I was like 14 um, in the summer times in between school or whatever. 
and I worked in our manufacturing facility, which was cool. Like you, you do, I mean, it's electronic assembly and manufacturing. So it's kind of, um, I think it's interesting. Um, you're talking to the right person over here. Yeah. yeah well, well, you'll have he's, to, you'll have to techie. come for a tour then. It's pretty cool. What goes on down there. They, they build it from scratch and somehow it works in the end. <laughs> so yeah, he, he reads diagrams and all that kind of. But I, I remember growing up, the the response center um, was small, especially back when I was a kid. But I remember the staff was pretty small. Like, I mean, now, Julia, we have how many? We have 72 We've got about 70 dispatchers. dispatchers. And growing up, there were probably only seven. And there was one on staff at a time, maybe two during a peak time or whatever. But I remember going as a, as a kid, my dad would get called into work. When someone called in sick, he would go in and, and be the dispatcher. And sometimes he'd be like, you want to come spend the night with me? And most of the time I would just sleep while he worked. But I remember even like being like eight or nine years old being like, that's kind of cool. Like that he's like saving someone's life over there. And so, yeah, from that age on, I was always like, when can I do that? And he's like, not now. <laughs> You're 10. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> if, you, if you answer that, we would lose our customers. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, can I help you, miss? <laughs> yeah. how, how old are it you? Be, yeah. Nine. <laughs> cheap, Nine. Cheap labor, but... <laughs> broke, I broke my arm and I'm bleeding everywhere. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> that's, that's what would happen. <laughs> so how many... Um, how many clients do we monitor for? How many people do we take calls for every day? I actually don't know the answer to that. I know that we've Six sold... Six million. We, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So you can no. just say it. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't know how many we monitor for, but I do know we've sold um, probably over a million devices in the last uh, 10 years, probably. Wow, so that's a lot. So quite a few. And like I said, 95% of those get monitored elsewhere. So they're, they're not calling into our call center, but. Well, and I, I mean, this is a, it's, it's weird to think about it like this, but that's a business that you're, you're actually in the right business at the right time in a lot of respects because the baby boomer generation, are the actual old. boomer generation, young folks, not who you call boomers, which are like 30 and 40 yeah, year those olds. Boomers, idiots. No, <laughs> my, like my mom is a boomer, but all my the people that are turning 65 right now and up like that's the, the baby boomers that were born in like the fifties and the sixties post world war two. Uh, they're all getting to that age where they are, you know, they're still independent or they all want to be fiercely independent, um, like to a fault. Uh, and then they end up like, like grandma, like Bree's grandmother who had, uh, I don't think it was my tracks, but she had a, an alert bracelet because she fell all the fucking time and they she don't lived pick up by their herself. Feet. They have a, like a pickup. <laughs> no, like seriously, like they don't realize that they're not picking up their feet they're anymore. They're dragging their feet, And right? so they like do like a weird thing with their foot where they end up stepping on the top of and their they, feet and they, they don't know it. And you know, when you're 70, 80 years old and you start to become frail or fall like that, you end up on the ground until someone comes to check you on you. Yeah, you can't get up or you get hurt. It, like my grandma actually died because she fell off of her bed between the dresser and or the side table and the bed. Now there were people in the house, but she like, hit her head. Right, she hit her head and she was kind of stuck for a minute and that... It, it's, it's scary. I mean, the statistics are there, and Julie and I have seen it firsthand, but there's plenty of things that can go wrong in your own home. <laughs> and when 
when you are uh, either either disabled, which we have some disabled right. uh, yeah. younger population we have as some well. People as young as eighteen. Well, when you're, I mean, yeah. when you're when you're truly disabled and you're on disability, uh, and you have like service animals or and you're living on your own, there's things that happen that you just you need someone to be able to respond to you. Yeah. So. Yep, totally. So it, there's, I mean, I'm a believer in it. And actually, I I was thinking about this yesterday because we had a new class of dispatchers start yesterday and I was telling them about kind of this same stuff. And I said, I've always believed in our product, but about five years ago, I got a phone call from work and I thought it was just a phone call from work. And I answered it and it was a dispatcher from work saying, your grandma fell, she's on the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy cow. I've never, I mean, I've been on the other so, end of that. So your grandma call. uses your guys' product. That's good to know. <laughs> she's, she's our biggest fan. We have a steep discount. So if any of you guys want one, hit me up. <laughs> I want one just, if I want one for Chris because he's a klutz. <laughs> he really is. He, he broke his tibia no and one needs to fibia know. in his ankle joint cutting Shut up it. boxes. Uh-oh. I just turned her mic off so I can't <laughs> No one needs to hear that. You know what story. happens when you do that is I just steal Jeremy's because he he just lets me take it. So. A life alert bracelet would have not helped me then. No, what do you guys no. call what do you guys call your device? Because I'm just gonna call it life alert since that's the, the big brand. So our brand for the, the device is rescue alert. Rescue alert. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna write that down so I stop saying life alert. <laughs> Mom, that's our competitor. <laughs> well, I know. They're like the they're the ones that do all the commercials on TV. The very bad commercials, right? Yeah, they're so it, bad. I can't get out. And she's and this is a lady that's probably like in her late fifties, early sixties. That's perfectly capable of standing up clearly. <laughs> like, but they put her in grandma pants up to her waist. Yeah, like if you would have seen she, Bree's grandma lying on the ground and she said that, then you're like, "Fuck, that's who needs this." Like, well, you even my mom. So what was it? Two, three years ago, we were on. Our, we were actually on our way back from Jeremy. So we were in Riverton, and my mom just lives over here so she's in Kearns and uh, she had gone out onto her porch and she had fallen and luckily she'd just gotten done talking to the neighbors and they were walking back to their house and came back but by the time we got there and stuff we were actually headed to the house and then she's like they're already taking me and so then we had to turn around to go back to the hospital that they were taking her to but um, and she's gosh I guess I think she was only about 70 at the time but like if if she had been out there alone instead of with the neighbors. She didn't have her cell phone with her. Right. I wouldn't have known to go check on her that so late at night. In the, in the case of my grandma a couple of years ago, it was actually the day before Thanksgiving. Um, she took the trash out. My grandpa was in the house, but she had her button on. So she took the trash out, trash out and she fell. And she actually fractured her skull and was bleeding. So she pushed her button, obviously. It went off inside the home. And my grandpa's in there, and they're saying, do you need help? And he said, no, we're fine. And they <laughs> said, okay, where's where's your wife? And he's like, oh, she just ran outside. She's fine. And, and of course, training, di- training dictates that, well, do you have eyes on her? And he's like, so let me go out and check. And he came running back in, and he's like, she's, she's unconscious. She's not fine. No, yeah, she, I mean, she really wasn't. She had to have brain surgery, but it, it 100% saved her life. She would have bled out on the driveway. Oh, yeah. So, And Grandpa would have noticed because he would have got into, like, whatever he was reading. And <laughs> or, he's falling like, a, or falling asleep. Like, it's or... awfully quiet. <laughs> yeah. He woke up, like, three hours later. Where's my wife? <laughs> right. Like, she should have broken me up. I was supposed that, to go help her, you know, snap to- the peas or whatever. That would totally be me, by the way, when Bri- 
Reed dies, it will be because I'm napping somewhere. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> Truth. Truth. She'll just pass away, and I'll wake up and be like, where the hell is she? And I'll look around for her, and then I'll find her. But it won't be. be because I've fallen. I, I'm pretty sure. That's your job. I don't fall that often, but so yeah. I'm kind of curious. You know, you guys are based in Utah. Uh, is most of your direct client base here in Utah? I mean, I understand, like, the manufacturing wholesale See, it's, stuff. Is it's just like our state. podcast. You would think it's you just Utah. You would think it's just Utah, but, it's, but no. It's, right. No, you're right. No, it's, it's in fact, very small. Utah's a very small portion of it. In fact, a third of the monitored customers that, that we actually do monitor, a, th- a third of them are in the five boroughs of New York. Oh, oh that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah. I want to so, hear the New York grandmas that have fallen. They're stern. I need we'll your fucking ass over here now. Give me an ambulance. <laughs> they all fucking that's swear. Right. Jeez. Yes, they do. When they're in New York, they swear. All the grandmas swear. Julia, do they? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. All the grandmas and the in New dispatchers York. are rude. The, so, oh, nine one one dispatch in New there. York, man. They are. They were all hanging up on me mid sentence. They're today. not nice. They're, I had to keep calling them back. Like, yeah, I wasn't done. They're <laughs> probably busy too, though. I, that's yeah. probably what it is. They probably don't they get so any break between calls. I know. Well, and <laughs> they are just and one like, after the other. Stupid, like. So think guys, about all the stupid calls that 911 has to take and then like multiply that by so, New York. So size. you guys you guys oh, don't yeah. call local dispatch, you call 911 for the area. Correct. Yeah, everything goes to what's called a public service answering point, so or PSAP, mm-hmm. um and that's the local 911 center of the area. Yeah. Wow, that's frustrating cuz I'm sure you get put on hold a lot too. Well, we try so we have a system that actually gets us it's not it's it's probably never going to be a hundred percent accurate because things are changing and and the the nine one one world is very bastardized, meaning that like each county and each city different. and municipality yeah. has their own technology and budgets and sometimes not budgets. So, but we it's usually Frank get in the yeah. sheriff's office. It could be frustrating. Right. It could be eight minutes before yep. someone answers. And that's that's unfortunately true, but. Um, hey, it's better than other countries where there is no such thing. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, for the most part, I think Julia probably agrees. Like we you are. bust your arm in Mexico. There ain't a fucking 911 down there. <laughs> they just shoot you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> like a horse. Whatever happens. <laughs> what the you're hell, on your own. Dude? Mexico's they only shoot you great. if the bone is sticking out, Jeremy. Oh, got to put him down. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> that could be not, your quote. It's not Guatemala. <laughs> I don't know. When I get to a certain age, I might prefer that. I think so. So, yeah, I'd like, go for it. In Mexico, if you break your arm, they shoot you. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Don't. <laughs> oh, we just wow. lost our Mexican listeners. I mean, that's more likely to happen. No, you didn't. Like, I'm sitting Alaska. right here. That's true. <laughs> that's like the Yukon Territory in Canada, maybe. Well, that's because you break your arm. You're going to get game green and die anyway. Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Back to New York. So, so I'm actually curious. <laughs> I'm actually curious. What is the, um, what is the craziest call you've ever gotten? And we and, need to hear one from Julia too when yes. she's ready. And I mean, you have to leave names out, obviously, because of yeah, oh, pr- yeah. protected information. But you can tell the stories, and I want to hear yeah, I can the craziest call. Um, so this one week, my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. It was like uh, my grandma used it. I'll t- I'll tell you. The, the craziest call that I personally took, and then I'll tell you the craziest call I've, I've heard, which I didn't take, but I heard. Yeah, you get to hear them because, you know, QA yeah, and right? boss. And- um, so the one of the best calls and worst calls I've ever taken, there was a customer in Texas, and um, there she was she was really sweet and nice, but she pushed her button. She, she told me she was having a hard time breathing, 
and she requested an ambulance. So I sent an ambulance out there. Um, and in the meantime, she kept, she, I could tell she was deteriorating. There would be lapses of time where she wouldn't respond to me and then she'd wake up or whatever and start talking again. Um, and she, at one point she told me, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'd like you to call my husband. He stepped out to go, I don't remember where, somewhere. And, uh, she said, I want to say goodbye to him. And I know. So, so I called his cell phone again and I said, the, the paramedics are still on their way. I'm still on the phone with your wife, uh, but she wants to talk to you. So I conferenced them in and, um, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was probably less than a minute long, but they literally said goodbye to each other while I was listening. Um, I mean, she said all sorts of things like, thanks for being a good father and helping raise our kids. Like, I'm, I kind of get choked up still about it. You're making me cry. I know. Um, and she passed, she passed away before he made it home. So that Mm -hmm. really was their last, last conversation. And I'm like, that is something you can't put a price on. If without us, he would have shown up to her just dead, you know? And so to to provide that, I think that's probably one of the best. I mean, it is, I, I, it's awful that she passed. I, I, I'm kind of morbid, but I mean, it is, but it's a really cool, you know, yeah, thing to be able to do because yeah. she wouldn't have been able to do that. It, it's also only the one of the only times that I've had a customer, and this does happen. But for me personally, it's the only time I've ever had somebody call back and insist to speak to me, like three weeks later, and say I wanted to thank you for that call. We get thank you calls all the time, but usually it's just like, hey, thanks for what you did last night. Let them know, you know. But he was insistent. I want to talk to the person that helped me, and that was the only time I've ever had that. But that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so. Yeah. When I said craziest, I didn't mean like most heartfelt and warming. I meant like so. Like, tell us something funny. Like eighteen year old on he disability. He doesn't have to. He made addict. me cry. I like that. I, so that I was would, a great story. That's not. That wasn't my question though. I, I, I don't either. care. I think that was a good it, story. It, it fulfilled it is a good me. Story. Yeah. Julia, it tells us it, it is. We are important. It I mean, I'll say me. it. We, we, I'm happy with I want, it. I want. I wouldn't have gotten the last moment. I want exploded meth lab. Like type of crazy story <laughs> okay i i will tell you this <laughs> okay. one it it um i didn't take this call but i i obviously heard it and and later was involved in the investigation with the police so oh, we like that there's yeah, follow-up so investigation there's, with I, the police that's I have, the important piece. i have three stories to tell you actually okay. about these so this okay. one this one was a customer who i don't know i don't know the details but i heard that probably what happened was he owed his drug dealer some money and the drug dealer wanted to collect and so he went in started assaulting this man and uh it got very violent and he pushed his button and um our dispatcher came on and and could hear an obvious struggle i mean there was all sorts of screaming and stuff like that but um he actually got murdered while we were listening We get quite and, a few murder calls. We do actually. It happens more. I mean, more people press their personal emergency. I've, I just than killed you someone. Think. Come clean it up. That happened. <laughs> wow. So, um, but what what's interesting about this story, the the one I was telling, is um, the the person, the assault, the assailant, whoever it was, I don't even know, but um, he had a police scanner on his person, so he was listening to the police radio waves the whole time, so he knew that help was coming because he heard it. And about four or five minutes into the call, our dispatcher also heard it and was like, hey, he's listening. I better tell them. 
So she calls back dispatch and says, I'm calling in regards to this ongoing situation. There's a, you know, whatever's happening. But I want you to know he's listening to you guys. He has a police scanner. So I think what happened was, this was several years ago, so I don't I don't remember the details. But what happened was basically the 911 dispatcher started putting out decoy information on the radio. So they switched the, the responding officer to a different channel, a private channel of some sort, and then started giving false information. Like, I'm 15 minutes out. I, I can't make it in time. Is anyone else available? And they were trying to throw this guy off. And because of it, they literally walked in on him oh, and he awesome. and caught him right there. He wasn't even running yet because he thought they were 15 minutes away. So That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So they now they would have just picked up a cell phone and called the officer while feeding crap information. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's cool is the dispatcher, that, our dispatcher that took that call got subpoenaed to testify in the prosecution trial. That's so, cool. And that has happened... Way too many times. That's, that is so weird. That's crazy. I, that, I didn't like, even think that. Think of that. So is yeah. that like is that a common thing then? Like your customers are uh, heavy into the drug dealing game, <laughs> and like they're getting the they're getting the the rescue alert it's, monitors. We get quite a bit of like domestic abuse, like people fighting, but not yeah. fighting is one. I haven't thing. had any drug issues. I, I've had a lot of drunk callers yeah. though. <laughs> a lot of drunk people. <laughs> it's because drunk that. people do dumb things. Like, like grandpa, oh, I wonder what's gonna happen if I push this. Like gra- button. <laughs> grandpa Billy gets like one too many in him and presses life alert bracelet. It's or the rescue dementia alert calls. That can you can you too, give me right. some more beer? I'm out. <laughs> okay, so here's another another story, but it involves a ghost, and this happened Heck too. Yeah. And I and I swear to you, I'm not making this up. So, uh, our dispatcher gets an alarm, says, "Do you need help?" They say, "Somebody on scene says yes, so and so needs help," and we say, "Who is this?" And she says, "I'm her daughter," and gives us a name. I don't remember. And she's like, okay, the paramedics are on the way. Tell me what's going on. And they're like, she's having chest pain. She's not awake. She's this and this. And uh, we get an ambulance there and we call. Our protocol is since since the daughter was already on scene, we weren't going to call and alert everyone else until we had more information to give. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the call, we find out the customer's been transported to a local hospital. We call the other daughter and say... Hey, your sister pushed your button. Your sister so-and-so pushed the button and requested an ambulance. And I'm not kidding you. She said, whatever her name was, we'll call her Kathy. Kathy died two years ago. Yeah, don't call her Karen because that's... <laughs> I almost did, but no, she's not a Karen. She was like, Kathy died two years ago. It wasn't Kathy. Oh, wow. How bad is and that? And we went her? back to the recording and she was like, this is Kathy. I'm her daughter. She needs an ambulance. Crazy. Wow, and, that's cool. and even more than that, when the paramedics got there, no one was there with her. Wow. So what the heck, right? Maybe it was her neighbor pretending to be her daughter. <laughs> and Just like, let it be a ghost story. It's very elaborate. <laughs> and grandma and Grandma Carol, who is the grandma in this scene, uh, or mother or whatever, Carol, <laughs> who and Carol, had, Ka- Carol, who is the uh, the elderly patient that's that's having issues. It was actually her next door neighbor who'd been pulling one over on her for months, <laughs> saying she was Kathy, Kathy and like just bilking her out of money, but felt bad You're when she was such dying. a pessimist. That is an elaborate scam, but I it could happen. It absolutely, it definitely could happen. Could happen. Well, people get taken advantage of a lot. Every time we get a fax uh, that a customer has died, when I'm the one who has to put it in and add a note that so and so has passed away, every time my con- my computer freaks out and I have to restart it every time. <laughs> it's happening. It's it's haunted. only only when I have to pull it up for when they've passed away. You know what? Um several Maybe it's the several of our coworkers Julia insist that the basement is haunted at work. So, just so you know. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> Stay clear. 
I don't know what to say to that. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in any of that crap. So. That's like like so far out on no, the field. No, we talked to Kathy. She she was there. I it was Kathy. In, I believe in Kathy. I absolutely believe I, it was Kathy too from next door. I actually don't. Oh my gosh. Cynthia was playing the part of Kathy. All right, you had two other stories. You said. Um. Well, you told one already. I did. The the time that the guy pushed his button. This was actually recent. This was in the last year where he pushed his button and we said, do you need help? And he said, yeah, I need the police. I just murdered oh, my girlfriend. Yeah. And he was just calm. So calm. Just totally like, yeah, I just did this. And, and our dispatcher handled it really well, but I could tell that that is something none of us are like, wait, like, what? How do I handle Sorry. <laughs> and, and you know, what's funny is, and Julia will laugh at this, but we're trained to repeat the problem back to them. So that to confirm we heard it properly. And so how awkward. So now you have to, to say. say so I, I understand, understand you, you killed your girlfriend. It, so how <laughs> how exactly often what happened? Cuz you're doing this cuz you're doing this and repeating back and everything else like how often are you like so you said that you fell and your left hip hurts. <laughs> what? What did you say? <laughs> I said, you said that you fell. And you're... No, every I other call is yeah, like that. Just about every single time. That would be time. a call with me. I can't hear anything. We're like That's always in the other room. Totally what? true. What? Oh, what? It's, it's so I said I fell down. <laughs> okay, I'll just call for help and, and, and figure the, it out later. The very worst is when the TV is on so oh, freaking right loud, you can't hear it. anything else in the house except for Jeopardy. It's like, like, come on. You're like. I know the answer to that question. I'll just play Jeopardy I'm while sure you're waiting. They, they the only watch there. commercials. You know what? I that, only ever hear commercials. That, no, it's because they're on the infomercial. Probably. <laughs> <It's laughs> true. I was just going to say it's usually like a, a religious channel, like one of those like televangelist type mm-hmm. thing where they're just singing and yelling and praise Jesus the whole time. They, they've just or gotten tele- snake, snake bitten. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, like if you've ever watched the, the channels that old people watch where like, you know, Murder, She Wrote and <laughs> Magnum P.I. and those, Matt, those Lock. Matt Lock, those sorts of shows are on. I'm not kidding you. The shows are, because they're from like the 60s and 70s, like they're really short. But they're, they're not from like the 60s and 70s. They're from like the 80s. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They're old. Uh, <laughs> that's still 40 plus years old at this point. Uh, those, those, those shows, um, are like 10 to 15 minutes long and at least as many commercials. And because the only people that watch them are old people, it's all the same commercials. And it's probably like, like for laxatives. Help, I've fallen and I can't. (laughs) I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I've been on the call when I've heard that commercial in the background. I'm like, this is ironic. This is very ironic. That's funny. Don't call them. (laughs) Ma'am, ma'am, are you taking that medication that I just heard about? You should ask your doctor about AstraZeneca. I think, I think, I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but Brie and I were talking one night because we were watching something like CNN is notorious for that stuff too. Like if you watch any kind of like breaking news, they have all the old people commercials, all the drug commercials. But I, I think the, the drug names, they come up with them just by like, they have a chart with like, like a letters wall and they like roll a dice with and they're like, like prefixes. Okay. Suffixes. 15. So Kachoy and then they roll again and they're like, a van. So Kachoy a van. That's the name of the medication we're going to do. It's Kachoy a van. 
<laughs> Sounds about right. And yeah. there's a standard like that's always right. Do not take a joy van if you are allergic to joy. Go joy van. Yeah, what the hell is with that of, disclaimer? Like, how the fuck do I know I'm allergic to this medication that just came out last You'll year? You'll find out. The, the disclaimer's longer it's than like, the commercial. Katroya van controls migraines like the best. Blah 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 blah. Don't but, take, but it. Also, you you take it. But if you take Katroya yeah. van, it's going to give yeah. you a migraine. So yeah, side effects include <laughs> migraines, <laughs> blurred vision. So where is it that fungal infections are common? Because <laughs> you've been anywhere that fungal infections are common? Like, are you talking like, you know, athlete's foot? Because that's pretty common. It's like, what the hell with some of those things? I'm, I don't even know what that means. So, <laughs> forget about that one. That's in like all that of them. That should be your dad's clip. I don't Let your know doctor know means. if you've been traveling to an area where fungal infections are common. Yeah, I was in the basement last week. Maybe I shouldn't take this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, Julie, I need another crazy story from you, though. Crazy story. I haven't been working as long, so I don't have as many. Um, The other day, so we monitor for a lot of, I don't know if we monitor for all of the holiday oils in Utah. The gas stations. We monitor for some gas stations. We're like the oh, so they have like alarm. they have like a like, like a push, system. Like a they, they press the button. We'll, if, if there's an accident or, you know, because we can call all fire, police, medical. Uh, that's what most people don't realize about alarm systems in general. Like, that's the case for most alarm systems, whether yeah. it's, you know, Vivint, stupid smart home that's getting sued for all their bullshit door-to-door practices or, <laughs> um, you know, any other alarm company out there. Like, that's it's all monitoring stuff now, right? It's the mm-hmm. same type of business. Yep. So, we get a call, and I was I was sitting next to the person who got this call, and the girl there, she was new. She doesn't really, didn't quite know, like, what you should actually call for anyway. She, she requested the police to come, cause someone took a donut. A donut. And we had to send the police out for a donut that she already touched and they wouldn't have been able to sell cause of COVID anyway. <laughs> So well, that, I don't think that they could have sold it uh, yeah, even if there was no COVID, cause I don't want to buy a no. donut the other, even <laughs> I know, before right? COVID, like, I don't know if you've washed your hands or what you've been doing with your hands. Oh, when I go to the Sav, when I go to the Sav, I like to stick my head under the hot dog roller and smell for the best hot dog. <laughs> and then, like, which one's warmest? Yeah, and then oh, I feel around for temperature on the taquitos. It's, it's another t- hot dog texture joke, Julia. Yeah. So the other day, this one was my call. Um, you know how people from India are very argumentative. No, <laughs> I didn't know that. Actually. I was fighting for a good 20 minutes with this Indian lady over why her alarm kept going off because she was pushing the button. Oh, you mentioned this. (laughs) (laughs) So she pushed so it's like her sixth call back to back that's coming because she keeps pushing it over and over and over. Well, I had to check it to make sure it was work because there was a light on it. Yeah, there's supposed to be a light on it. And then it said calling for help. Yeah, because it's calling for help. Because you pushed it. Because you pushed it. And she's like, I'm not pushing it. I'm hearing her pressing it as we're talking. Every time she pushes the button, I hear a little beep on my end or I can hear her pressing down right on the unit next to the microphone. I'm not pressing Stop your president. Right. What you are doing right now is going to call it right back in in five seconds when I, I'm not pushing the button. You're pushing. The, it was 10 minutes of, yes, you're pushing the button. Stop. Yeah. Uh, I've been there. And guess what? It came right back in. 
<laughs> been there. The, the the best example I can give is iPads. iPads have oh. one physical button on the front of the screens. At least the old ones did. The new ones have what appears to be a button, but it's not actually a physical button. But they have one button on, on the, the screen. On the face of the iPad. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I would tell them, press that button. It's not working. Well, where's the button that you're pressing? It's in the center of the screen. No, it's not. Nope. It's on the edge. This is just a circle. It's the only button on the whole whole thing. I, I, I listen to these calls because he used to do tech calls. Um, he used to do a point of a point of sale software that was on the iPad, and I'd listen to him. And it would take me everything to just keep quiet because he'd be like taking the call in the car, and it would just take everything that I could to just be like, "Oh my god, how stupid are you?" Hey, you know, sorry. <laughs> You have it turned way up. That's not my fault. No, I don't. I actually turned you down again. Well, you're I don't excited. know. Excitement's good. <laughs> but anyway, like we've had people so press many times. the little foam on the bottom of the unit that keeps it from scratching your can. We've had people try pressing those. Why would your button be on the bottom? I don't know, but they pick it up and they're like, there's four of them. <clears throat> there's four little black buttons on I've, the bottom. I've also instructed customers at times to push it to test it. So go ahead and push it for me. And then all of a sudden you hear like a car honking in the distance. I'm like, that's your keychain. That's, that's not, <laughs> that's that's not your, the right button. That's the car panic alarm. button on your car alarm. You should probably <laughs> press it again <laughs> so it stops going off. Uh, uh, so you guys, you know, uh, I'm kind of curious because I don't really know. This this business that you guys are, are running, how has COVID impacted you or, or have you really seen it impact you at all? Um. So it's kind of a hard question to answer because uh, we just released a new product right before COVID. Um, So we were coming off of one of our, in terms of like, quote, business years, one of our worst years in terms of sales because we were phasing out an old product and coming out with a new one. So last year was one of our best years ever. Um, It maybe could have been better if COVID wasn't happening. I don't know. Um, it didn't affect us in terms of sales and our deal, our distributors and dealers all had great times, you know, last year too, because I think people were adamant about keeping parents out of rest homes during COVID. And so this was the next best thing. Yeah, right. I know. Especially in New York. You know, mom, you can still live for another year. We definitely don't want you to go to the hospital because, uh, Cuomo's just going to send you a rest home. Right. You'll be done. (laughs) So business was good for the industry in whole and as a whole. As a manufacturer, it had a really set of distinct challenges though. Supply chain. It was rough. It still is rough, yeah, actually. Say, it's still it's, really it's, rough. It's like, actually worse right now than it was a year ago, but yeah. um, we're working through well, now it. Now you got gas shortages, too. So. Well, right? so, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's on our tab. It's we're talking about because, you know, when COVID first started, the supply chain issues were all because everything shut down. And so no one was manufacturing. You know, no one was was driving or transporting. You know, the ports for a lot of stuff coming in from overseas were basically at a complete standstill. And then everyone came back to work, but shorter staffed, more distanced. So everything took a lot mm-hmm. longer. So the supply chain never really got to actually fully recover. Uh, and then now that the economy is opening back up like full force, uh, it's the same problem. Like steel prices right now are their all-time high and they like Lumber. tripled in the last six months yeah and the people are worried that american steel is just going to bottom out and just completely burst because it's Ooh. way too high um and lumber's the same way lumber's yeah. gone up and it's really hard like you can't get concrete poured right now 
Unless you're a contractor pouring a new house, you can't get concrete poured. Uh, they just, they won't even talk to you, the concrete companies. Um, and like those different supply chains now can't handle the new demand because they didn't ever fully recover. So yeah, it's, uh, I gotta imagine as a manufacturer, that's, that's brutal on the business. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our, so obviously a lot of the world's, uh, chips and, and, capacitors and resistors and silicon chips are coming from asia mm-hmm. um well we we source several hundred different components that go on to our circuit boards and almost all of them come from from china or taiwan or wherever mm-hmm. and a lot of them have nine month lead times <sighs> so we have to forecast our sales nine months in advance in order to get them here to put on a, a board and we're running into a problem right now. One of our chips is, I mean, Apple is hogging it. If they can get their hands on it, they're taking it. And it's leaving all of the smaller businesses like us sort of to fend for yourself. So we're actually, um, in the last three weeks, we're redesigning our chip, our board on our main product to replace the chip we're having a hard time finding. So, Have you guys considered manufacturing those chips here in the U.S. as opposed to China and just importing raw material? We we. So every opportunity that we have, if it's available in the States, we always go for that. And it is always more expensive, but it means oh, a lot yeah, to us to do it. it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean why, we, that's why we shipped everything to China. But I think one thing that, um, you know, I'm not a like a, the staunch nationalist or anything like that. But one thing that I think we saw as a whole when this whole pandemic hit is we're too reliant on China for everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything across the board, like PPE, masks, <laughs> not having the not not just not having masks here, but not having the capability to shift and manufacture masks here quickly. Like China was able to hold that shit hostage, basically, so we didn't talk yeah. shit about you know the the, the, the origins of the virus right. and the start of the. That's why the government was so quiet about it in the early months because China's like, well, if you want this, shut your mouth, right? And we needed it, yeah. And so. Um, but that's one thing that we learned is that reliance on China, it's, it's put us in a bad position. Right? Yeah. It, it's important. We, we really like, like I, my dad's always about this and it's kind of just carried on throughout the company, but if we can do it ourselves, we will. And if we can do it in the States, we will. So if it's available, we do like a lot of our parts do come from companies in the States. Um, but there are so many parts that you, they, nobody in the States oh, produces yeah. it. Do you know oh, what I yeah. mean? You yeah. can't get it. Well, it's like so. Motorola. I mean, they, they had the kids in Texas. They opened up that, uh, plant to produce their phones down in Texas. Uh, they're not making all their microchips here though. No. You know? This, this is such a prevalent problem in manufacturing, um, specific part sourcage that there's actually an insurance for it. Because it's such a trickle down effect. If um, your one factory in Timbuktu or wherever it is gets, you know, destroyed and it's not being produced, <clears throat> there's such a bad trickle down effect that there's actually insurance for it. Because COVID might have pointed out a, a problem, points in, of failure, but it happens like it would just happen randomly because of fire or because yeah, the um, slave discon- labor factory in Pakistan. or just discon- yeah or discontent within a country so political unrest or something would cause something to shut down Sanctions and then or and, yep or whatever and then you're screwed or whole shipments like if you're shipping it across seas <clears throat> and, and a huge shipment gets lost at sea like 
So speak, speak, I mean, speaking of, you know, U.S. manufacturing and you, you operate your call center here in the U.S., obviously, um, you know, you guys are here in Utah. I mean, it sounds like you have a pretty big staff. Are you constantly hiring or um, is it kind of coming in waves? Yeah, our manufacturing plant is in South Jordan. That's where we manufacture. That's where Julie and I work, too. Um, they're always hiring. Um, and and that job is very entry-level, so it's good for teenagers after school even. Um, I mean, any li- anybody can do that job. It's a really easy, easy job. So in that regard, there's lots of turnover there because it is oftentimes just a stepping stone, like it's a high school student's job or it's somebody who just needs flexible hours or whatever. So they're always hiring. Are you guys? Do you guys manufacture twenty four seven, or do you have that shift? Um, uh, it, it depends. And it, during the last year, they've been doing probably twenty hours a day, not quite twenty four hours. Still, um, that's, a, that's so a lot of close, time. Yeah, and I think they're even doing uh, weekends now too, Saturdays and Sundays. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's been busy. We also have, uh, in terms of the response center, which is which is where Julie and I work. Um, it's it's not constant hiring because training is a lot more invasive it takes i mean you're you're 10 weeks in before you're doing anything by yourself so we do it in classes instead of just one at a time so we hire every three months um and that's i mean it's a call center right it's a call center and a call center in utah they pay for your training i was just gonna ask that call centers are high turnover industries for sure we actually don't have a lot of high turnover after training we're we're pretty picky well, I shouldn't say that. We're we are we are pretty picky during training. We we usually do let more people go during the training process. But, uh, but that's but that's good. Because of know, what you're doing and lives are on the line. Yeah. It's not like yeah. a call center for a cell phone. Oh my cell phone's not working. No, yeah. this is you gotta be focused, death. you right. gotta be able to handle it. Like if you gotta go run away and and scream into a pillow in the middle of a call. That's <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work gonna be out good. for yeah. anyone. Well, I mean, so the, to, to follow up that, the turnover rate after training, I measure turnover in two different ways. One during training, which we want it to be high, obviously, or, or not well, high. Yeah, we well, want retention to be high as well. Yeah, but you want the turnover to happen during training instead so that, of later. Because then you're not investing the full, yeah. first off, the full 10 weeks. Uh, sure. And then also all that time afterwards. So. Af- after training, if they're usually if they're going to stick around for if they if they pass training, I'll just be blunt. If they're good enough to to stay during training, ninety um, percent of them stay for two years or more. Oh, that's so, fantastic! Say everyone I work yeah. with, they've been there for three, four, five, ten, twelve, for a call center. Years. That's really good retention rate. And I think I think the reason is is because we don't have like quotas or like. We're never. I don't know how to. Explain. You raffle off vacation. You're not. Well, I mean, <laughs> we get pay for performance bonus. True. You get holiday pay. You get as much overtime as you want, like as much as you want. Yeah. If you want to work a hundred hours a week, you can work a hundred hours a week. <laughs> I wouldn't Please recommend don't. that. I would though. not recommend that. Don't do it. But if, if you, you have a good to, boss, they want you to take, take breaks. Yeah. yeah, sure. Because Absolutely. oh, you get plenty of breaks, and if you well, gotta step away, you no, we mean not like that kind of. But I mean, vacation. Like, like you need, uh, you need time off. Absolutely. If, if you're if you're well, a good employer, you especially will if you're answering it. calls totally. where you have to hear a husband and wife say their final goodbyes before they die, or a dude calls in because he's murdered someone. <laughs> like after a call like that, I'd probably need life. to take a fucking break. Like get off the phone, go outside, and be like, "Holy shit, did that just really happen?" Absolutely, uh, they're, and, and, they're really good about 
if you need a little mental health breather for a minute, just step outside, and, you know. And you know what? That happens a couple times a day for a couple different yeah. dispatchers a day. Do you know what I mean? It, it, just it is part of the job. And I think I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day at work, and I was like, we do have a bizarre job. I mean, it's not the normal. Sh- like, my friends are stressed at their job because they're like bosses, like, get that thing done in time or whatever. And for us, it's like... It's a little bit different. <laughs> the call, I mean, and it's so, not people I, depending on you for money. Right. Yeah, like the, call, the call's a yeah. high-stress call, but at the end of the day when you go home, you're not – like you, you might think about those people, but there's nothing different you can do then. Right. Point, right. And I was just going to say the, how I've always coped with it, and I don't know, maybe, maybe we do as dispatchers kind of build up an immunity to some of these emotional responses, and I'm sure we do. Um, but for me, how I've always coped with it is – most of the time we're a positive impact and most of the time it's a happy outcome. And so to me, it's kind of like on the calls that are the, what the dispatch environment calls high acuity calls, like the very strut, the very high priority priority symptoms are present. It's a pre-hospital emergency, all that stuff in, in those events, you kind of just get into the stress doesn't kick into me until I hang up the phone. It's like you get such an adrenaline. You do. Rush. You're doing you like do, CPR and you're, you're, you're or... walking someone like exactly. You're walking someone through childbirth, which we've had happen many times. We've we're walking people through CPR pretty regularly. Uh, that my my very first call after becoming EMD certified was somebody that had a complete airway obstruction, and it was my first time using what we call our EMD. Uh, priority dispatch system and so you're like describing a homeless <laughs> maneuver <laughs> i'm like am i doing this right but no the Ugh. protocols are very straightforward and we don't encourage you to memorize them you read them verbatim as you go um instructions are there i'm it's i don't know the stress happens for me afterwards and it's like i did everything exactly the way the protocol told me to there was nothing else to do better who ordered the code so, who <laughs> <laughs> only a handful of people will get that i got it <laughs> julia's never I'm too seen young that you can't handle hey, the I gotta, truth I, yeah exactly <laughs> i gotta ask julia this question because it just popped into my mind it has nothing to do with what we've been talking about uh have you ever seen back to the future one, two, and three. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, Sean hadn't. Our daughter had to. We did a marathon a couple excited. months ago. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend the other ones. Jonathan wanted but to watch them over. And one's over. okay. <laughs> two sucks. Three's all right. So, yeah. uh, if people want to, uh, you know, get a, a rescue alert bracelet or want to come work for you guys, how do they get a hold of you at uh, at Mirtex, also known as Mytrex? <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're interested in working there, I would actually just I I'll give my direct email address. Is that is that cool? Do we yeah. do that? You can dox yourself. So funny. my <laughs> my email address is just Mike M I K E at mytrexinc.com. She's gonna write it down. So, write it down. I was like, wait a second. So Julia and I switched <laughs> blogging nights so she could blog your it's episode. My night to okay. okay. And so that's why you don't see anybody taking notes because uh, she, she kind of oh, how it works. That it. was funny. I was I was looking at her, pick up her pen, and I'm like, like, what is she doing? I email. I email him all the time. <laughs> so we're we're hiring. We have two emergency call centers because we need to be up 100 percent of the time. So if a fire breaks out in one, we can answer calls in the other. So we're frequently hiring in they're St. Just, George. They're next door, right? They're, nope. they're just next to each other in the same building. It's fine. Geographically separated <laughs> across the hall. One's in the haunted basement. It's all right. But also, also another Utah location. Then that's Yeah, good. St. George, Utah, uh, and South Jordan, Utah. Those are the two, what's two nice, locations. Sorry to cut in. And if you work at one and you want to take a little vacation to St. George, you can go work your shift down there. Yeah, true. 
You can just pop in, work your shift, and then keep vacationing. Yeah. If you didn't want to take time off or use PTO or whatever, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. We actually have a lot of people that do that because and I grew up with family in St. George, mm-hmm. so I was back and forth. Yeah, you go down there for a bit. I'm planning on doing that We've got family yeah. in St. George. So. Yeah, totally. No, you're, yeah, we, That's not really a vacation, though. No, but it's if you... Not, no, it's not a but vacation. But if you couldn't get a day off because it was like a holiday or something well, a, a crazy lot of, slam yeah a lot of times what it is a lot of times what it is is it's last minute someone will be like oh i want to go to st george to visit my grandparents tomorrow i'll just yeah it's it's That's too last cool. minute to get it off you know what i mean so uh, well actually people are <laughs> people are pretty flexible depends usually on the, you can depends get, on the time of your shift. Yeah. i feel like staying yeah. up late in totally. the ski i'll work at st george tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it <laughs> It's true. We actually have dispatchers that live in Mesquite and commute to St. George. Yeah, because it's not. It's no. It's not that far. It's not different than like living in Bountiful and commuting to yeah. South Jordan. Yeah, so. or like maybe Provo or something. Yeah, true. So uh, yeah, uh, one last question for you. I'm gonna let you go, um, and that is, what's the most interesting or unique thing that you've discovered about Utah in your your lifetime spent here? Oh, interesting. Um. Growing up, I always thought I wanted to leave Utah. <laughs> I was always like, I'm for sure going to move away. And now that I'm older, I feel really old, but I like, <laughs> so old. I love it here. I don't want to go anywhere else. I wasn't else. even alive when Bangator was governor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really old. Freaking hey, I have boomers. back pain, so I'm old. My back hurts. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I don't know. I was surprised to find that out like five years ago. I actually really like Utah. I like being here for the most part. Well, great. Thanks for joining us. It's yeah, been th- a, thanks a for pleasure. having me. Uh, that's going to do it for the night uh, or the show. I don't know why I always say night because it's always evening. It's all right. It is the night. Because I have to call my Indians. It comes out at one in the morning, bit. though. Yeah. <laughs> this is why Chris doesn't think the Indians are argumentative because they always tell him yes. Uh, they don't. They do say that a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, not my All Indians. of my experience with Indian doctors, they just all say yes, too. And the head nod. Yes. 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 <laughs> Even if they're in their head, they're saying, oh, hell no, I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. What yes. are the words coming out of your Yes. yes. <laughs> it's very common. Uh, it's very common. Uh, and it's not just because they're talking to us and don't understand. They do that to each other, too. It's weird. Like, you just have to know they don't mean yes. Um I don't know how you're supposed to I think to it's kind of like um for them almost. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what else to say, so yes. <laughs> um if you like what you heard or don't like what you heard, I don't care. Just share the episode. That's what helps <laughs> us. You can follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. Um, thenewutah.com is the website. There is lots of stuff uh, that you can go explore there. I was actually talking to uh, Chris, the new Chris at, at my office, our, our marketing director that we just brought on. Um, and he was asking me, like, who's been on the show? Like, what, what are some of the things that you guys have talked about? I'm like, dude, everything. <laughs> We've been doing this for five years, and I was just like kind of picking stuff out. And like, we were talking about some like Utah folklore stuff. And he was telling me about, um, he sent me uh, a Utah dead history site. Um, that he was talking about uh, a specific thing on one of them that was one of his favorite pieces of folklore. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we had those guys on the show. Like, we talked to the chick that owns that site, or Jennifer or something or other. Oh, yeah, the dead Utah. And I'm like, I can't remember when we did it. And so, but you can go on the site and you can just do a search. So I just did a search for dead 
Utah, and boom, found her. Episode seventy six. Holy hell! Wow! Like like a year and a half in, we interviewed that that lady. But bam, Just for right reference, there. this is episode two hundred and fifty nine. Oh wow! So uh, anything that that you can think of for Utah, if you go to our website and just hit search, you're probably going to find at least one, maybe or, two or, episodes. Yeah, or or at least a reference to it where we've kind of mentioned it. So lots of cool stuff. The the things that people find interesting or their one things uh, about Utah, everything from the Summum Temple to Topaz Mountain to, you know, Capitol Reef State Park. Like there's just a lot of really cool stuff, a lot of good write-ups on there. We've got drag queens to politicians to so like, you, you could ex- DA. It's, a, it's probably the best resource if you want to like find some of the old shows that you haven't ever listened to before and you want to find something that's interesting. The website's a good place to go to find shows because they're all on there but you can just do a search for something uh and you'll find all all sorts of stuff so uh i think that's what i'll i think that's what i'll end with um i still keep reading my note about noodling koi bye